Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Thank you for joining us again as we dissect Tony's latest bad Yelp review. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm pissed. <laughs> Is it the Cinnamon Toast McBobs? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Fuck little. But anyway... <laughs> Each of us is pissed, pissed <laughs> on stores that we don't like. Ow, ow, ow. So, sorry, sorry. Oh, up my nose. Oh, <laughs> See, we have to preface this with the conversation we have before. No, it's we don't. Just sense. go into right. his note. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have a coupon, a little. You want it? No. <laughs> I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but if you listen to our podcast, maybe you give them a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Elaine's pick, 2003's The Core. I love dun, when dun, she dun, does dun. her own movie. She has to <laughs> add flair and, like, spear fingers and shit. No, no one can see that. Spear finger. <laughs> Friends, okay, the flair is for us. Oh, so, to keep us interested. Okay, yeah. This is a... Big coffee cup. This is one of my favorite kind of movies. Elaine's coffee cup is The massive. Ridiculous Disaster Film. This, we uh, have noticed. <laughs> this is the movie that says, Science, fuck you. So this movie... This is the little of science. <laughs> it got a 48 Metacritic score and a 5.5 out of 10 audience score on the IMDb's. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 40% thermometer. And a 33% audience score. Wow. I'm surprised the audience score isn't higher than the critics. I was a little surprised, but I didn't really... But apparently people on Rotten Tomatoes really dislike this movie. It had a budget of $60 million, And while worldwide it grossed $74.2 million, in the United States it only made $31 million. Hmm. So not so good. And most of that was Hilary Swank on Zero. Oh, that's movie. a lot. <laughs> this was directed by John Emile... Who also directed such gems <laughs> as Entrapment. I, I saw love that. that. Movie. I saw that's that movie. John movie. really likes that movie. I don't enjoy it. Um, <laughs> the man, Connery. the man who knew too little. It's okay. That's and right. yeah, and Copycat. Who was in that? Was that the that thriller the with that, uh, what's her name in it? Yeah. I didn't like that. Um, it's that a, was the a thriller language. with what's her name? What's her name? I can't remember. I didn't <laughs> write her so, down. Imogen Poots. One of the sisters, the country sisters. Um, oh, Ashley Judd. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was right? written. She's not one of the country sisters. I don't know. I can't There's remember. There's the mother and the sister. They're the Judds. Well, she no, didn't no. sing at one point. She wasn't a singer. Oh, oh. No. Well, she's just she's, related to them. There's oh, okay. the Judds. And I thought her. they all sang when they were little or something. Okay. I don't know. No. I don't Pro- she probably sang at one point, at least in church. Not as good as Winona. All right. So it was written by two men, Cooper Lane, who also wrote. The screenplay for The Fog. That's not bad. And John Rogers, who wrote the original, who was part of the original screenwriting team for the 07 Transformers movie. The original? Yes. Did he also sing, You've got the touch! He also wrote the screenplay (laughs) for Catwoman, American Outlaws, and then Mm. he has done a lot of writing for, he did Young Justice. Justice League versus Teen Titans, Ooh. Justice League Action, and Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. So he does a lot of Booyah. DC cartoon things. I only have one question, Carly. Whose house? Ron's house. Very good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Very good. I do so, like Young Justice though. At least season one. 
good. This movie <laughs> is about words. I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. It's a good thing that we have this thing where it's a talkie. So this is a movie about a plucky group of scientists who saved the world when the electromagnetic field around our planet fails for some unknown reason. Oh, I know why. And they have to journey to the center of the Earth to restart the core. Is it just me or anybody else hoping they were going to play Kickstart My Heart when they were doing it? No. <laughs> this soundtrack is really shitty. Um, so this stars yeah. Aaron Eckert. As I feel like he's, Josh. I feel like he's yeah. He's, Tony he's calls a two-face him Two Face. <laughs> Every yes. time we talked about him, Two Face well, did because, that. Because Two Face said that. Because while obviously Heath Ledger stole that movie from everybody, yeah, he was really, really, really good. He in that was movie, good, in and it, nobody yeah. gives him any credit for. It. I was like, because, he was fucking good in that movie. Because Heath Ledger died. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's a very enjoyable a- actor, and I really like his "Thank You for Smoking." That's I a just great bought movie. that. I'm gonna watch it. Like, Ooh, this that's week. a drama. Oh, spoiler alert! Maybe I don't like it. You'll have to see. <laughs> no, first thing it I ever saw. It was at the Big Lots for three dollars, and deal. I said, "Fuck yeah!" and I bought it. <laughs> the first thing I ever saw him in was one of those um, PBS specials, like the religious shows. It was mm-hmm. Samson and Delilah, and he played Samson. Really? Wow. Yeah, and I just remember him in it, and I was like, "That was that Weird. guy." So in my mind, he's always is that Sam? That's Samson. <laughs> it's not the Samson. And in it my wasn't head. a very good. He's not obvious. He's not always I Frankenstein to you. No. And it has Hillary Swank playing Beck. Which, of course, we all know from Nana getting Karate fired Kid. on Nana 210 oh. and the next Karate Kid, right? I don't generally think she's really shitty as an actress. <laughs> People seem to love her. I don't. Not Elaine. Elaine hates her. Um, Delroy Lindo <laughs> as Brazelton, who I love. Oh, we do too. In Gone in 60 Seconds, of course. Oh, yeah. And um, Romeo Must Die. Yeah, he was really, really good. Really love that movie. He's always good. And then uh, Bruce Greenwood as Commander Richard Iverson. He's always good, too. I really like him. As, Did you uh, watch Gerald's Game yet? No. You should watch that on Netflix. What? He's I was really like, oh, good it's in that. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's always the old mentor then. Yeah, and he then, he's always, yeah, he's like the he same He plays the same character. Okay, <laughs> so then we have the character of Serge is played by a Serge. Frenchman. And I can't say your name, sir. But he was in Bad Boys. Tachini, Tachike Caro. He was also in The Patriot. He was in Bad Boys, and oh yeah, oh yeah, he was in Bad Boys. He was a bad guy. Yep. He's really great, but I can't pronounce his name. We should do Bad Boys. We can't do Bad Boys. That's returning to the podcast. The Tooch, Stanley Tucci. Welcome back, as Zimski. Hopefully, more enjoyable than his last. Oh, I enjoyed his last movie. <laughs> I, I enjoy him in anything. Hopefully so. more enjoyable than the last movie we saw him in. And then oh, finally, rounding wow. out... That's you me. guys all liked that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave that as my opinion. We did, because it was surprisingly yeah, well, enthralling. It was, yeah, well done. <laughs> but rounding out our notables is DJ Qualls as Rat. Mm, who was in The New Guy. Yes. And, and I, I liked him in that. And Road Trip. But I and Road don't. Trip. And then fell off the fucking planet. What happened to him? I don't know. Because I don't think he made much money off the new guy. Yeah, he did fall off the planet. And I'm not going to lie, I don't miss him. Not <laughs> somebody I He played that character. Enjoyed. He's nobody who played that very similar character every yeah. time. But he played it really well. Kind of creepy yeah. lurking kid in the back. I don't well, know. I don't. Look, he couldn't think <laughs> as slow as you if he tried. Ooh, he only has one language. Zero, zero, one, zero, zero. No spoiler alert for John's favorite line. Okay. <laughs> let's, uh, let's find out That's what you guys it. thought going in, and then I'll do some reviews. Carly. Hey. Hey. I had never heard of this movie. Shocking. Uh, like, I'm, like, I'm almost fell out of the chair. I think I'm sitting down. <laughs> 
Tony told me a little bit, and uh, it sounded like Armageddon, but going into the Earth instead of space. <laughs> Armageddon That's going the other way. <laughs> what I expected. They're all Armageddon. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> okay. they're, all, they're all Armageddon. Or so, and I was like, all right, let's do it. That's all okay. I thought. John. I thought I've seen this a plethora of times. And <laughs> Elaine loves this movie. And I know every time we watch it, she goes, God, I hate Hilary Swank, but she's good in this. <laughs> Is she good in this? We'll talk about it later. Okay. She just doesn't bother me in this. Oh. <laughs> Tony? Um, yeah, same thing. I'd seen this, I've probably seen this like three or four times. Um, and uh, I'm always surprised at how long it is. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. Very this long. is this is a smooth two hours and fifteen minutes. <laughs> I was been, like, how long is this movie? I had a sore throat and I've been drinking a lot of hot water with mm-hmm. lemon and honey. How many I times had, do you have to pee? I got up <laughs> twice during this movie to make more hot water, and I was like, how long is this movie? <laughs> And then you check and it's only halfway. You're like, good like, lord. Oh my god. <laughs> Are we actually going into the center of the earth? I don't. Editing. <laughs> well, there's a lot of visual drama. It's there, not there, like. There's a lot of colors on the screen, is what. There's visual drama and there's scientific mumbo jumbo. Yeah, but. That takes a long time. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. So, let's hear what some other people think. All oh, right. Movie's dog trash. <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't say that. This is okay. So this is by. <laughs> that's when Tony remembered to put his phone on silent. Yes. Will's gonna call. Hey, Will. How you doing, buddy? This is by Anda Blur, and it says warning spoilers, and then it says spoilers three exclamation points. Actually, what would spoil this film is actually watching it. The sheer magnitude of the idiocy boggles the mind. I have never seen a movie that was as much a waste of film as this was. I haven't bothered to see who wrote the screenplay for this flick because I'm afraid I'll never see anything he's attached to. Ever. Ouch. (laughs) There are so many cliches cliches in this movie, it defies imagination. Don't, please don't, please don't see this movie. It sucks. That's one out of ten. (laughs) Then basically perfect. Basically uh, perfect. Is, <laughs> no. No, that's her name. That's okay, the, I was like, damn. <laughs> oh, that's the Says, name. Yes, this is this person's name. Oh well, that person's a fucking idiot. This is. Let's say my son wrote this movie and. <laughs> Okay, so Basically Perfect says, This was a great movie. It's not meant to be anything meaningful or useful. It's meant to entertain, and it does so perfectly. Mm -hmm. There's quite a bit of humor, which makes even the most implausible parts worth watching and extremely entertaining. If you combined the best parts of Armageddon and the funniest lines from Evolution, you will have this movie. (laughs) Yes, it's campy. Yes, the science is noteworthy only for being completely impossible. And yes, it's a wonderfully funny and entertaining movie. So what are you waiting for? Go see it. Nine out of ten stars. Someone who calls themselves basically perfect. I just can't take anything you say seriously. Unless you're Mr. Perfect. I do enjoy well, a review good, that right, says, look, yeah, I'll allow this it. movie is wrong about everything, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> I think it's right. It's unobtainable. All right, hold on to your butts. Uh-oh. So, no, that was Jurassic Park. We open with the Paramount logo, logo, and then we zoom into the logo, into the mountain, into the center of the earth, where we hit the magma, and then we see the title card, The Core. 
I said Elaine's gonna like that. <laughs> you like I the magma? The, no, I love it when they zoom the in on the logos. <laughs> into the magma. I like it when they zoom in on the logos. It makes Remember Waterworld when it the whole world mm-hmm. turned to water. Which was I have awesome. a question about when they talk about Logman ma- magma later, and I want your guys' opinion on it, but I'll forget, okay. so it's remind me. Okay. We'll see. Um, so we get a little like electronic timestamp or whatever on the bottom of the screen. This is Green World Day, Boston, Massachusetts. And we have some, we see like a festival in a courtyard, and then we see some guy in a suit whose watch has stopped. And we hear like a little, a tiny little like electronic zitchy kind of noise. Uh And his watch stops, but then they go into a meeting because he's going to give this big presentation. And he stands up on the board at, at the table in the front of the boardroom and keels over fucking dead. Fucking dies, man. And then we hear all this noise, and we pan outside, and we see other people apparently passed out or dead. Dead is Dillinger. And there's accidents, car accidents, and all kinds of stuff. So pretty much chaos has reigned. Chaos has reigned? Yep. (laughs) The Joker has let loose. Groot disappears. It's terrible. (laughs) Then our timestamp says that we're at the University of Chicago. And we see Aaron Eckhart, Professor Josh. He's giving a lecture about sound waves, and he has a fun trumpet demonstration he's giving them. Well, sound waves can go through dense items and not so dense items, and he's about to show yeah. that. I know. Yeah. Oh, you, fuck and science, got it. Dense, the density changes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really going to talk too much about science. Yeah, The real be. science in this movie versus the fake science in this movie. But that was my whole review. <laughs> I'm saving it. So I don't want to... I don't want to... Give away all the fun things you're going to mention later. So I'm just going to breeze over it. All the fuck science stuff, yeah. But it was a cool science classy thing. There was, it was fun. (laughs) It was like, no, no, no. But whatever. It was funny because unlike most movies, he's not a popular professor. There's like 17 people in his class. Yeah, it's usually like the the uber popular one that everybody loves and all the girls are trying to sleep with. Yeah. They're just making it seem more like he's a real professor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's interrupted by the FBI. And they are here to take him to his jet. And he's like, I what have What is a this jet? about? I don't know. Your clearance is higher than mine. I have You're a security s- clearance? You'll find out on your jet. I have a jet. <laughs> <laughs> and they fly him to Washington, D.C., where he's in some kind of underground bunker-looking thing. I don't know, some tunnel. And he runs into Serge. Serge, relax the jaw. Serge. No, That's I'm from not Beverly <laughs> It's from Beverly Hills Cop. Anybody? Anybody? He runs into Serge. I've seen that. Bronson Pinchot. When he sounded like Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> not like that fake Bronson Pinchot accent he did in True Romance. And they seem to be longtime friends. They start, neither one of them seems to know why they're there, but they keep shooting the shit. And they enter a big hangar, and you can see all these cots. And they're just talking and laughing, and... Josh leans against... Is it Josh? Yeah, they were joshing and... (laughs) Josh leans against one of the cots and an arm falls down. And they're like, holy shit, these are bodies. That freaked me out. I think we're in the wrong room. (laughs) And then we get uh, General Purcell enters. And he says there are 32 bodies. General douche nozzle. (laughs) There were 32, 32 civilians in a 10 block radius. And they're... All dead, and they died at exactly the same time. And they want to know why. Was it a death ray? And could it have been a terror attack? Mm-hmm. At first, Serge and Serge. Josh seemed very confused, but then Josh goes, D- 
did they all have pacemakers? And the general is like, yes, yes, they did. How do you know that? And he's like, well, Serge and I are the clues. No, he says, without any clues, very good, because you didn't have to look at the bodies. And he goes, well, Serge and I were the clues. I do geomagnetics, and Serge is a weapon specialist. And then the general asks, was this a weapon? Did a weapon cause this? And they're like, and Josh is like, no, no weapon we know of could do this and just, you know, circle in on just this one technology without wiping everything else out. And the general goes, you're done. We're done here. And they're like, what? No, we have more questions. And like, just because there's nothing that. Like, Bruce Willis got to go to NASA. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this general is a real douchebag because he's like, all right, good enough for me. Like, like, they're not going to research it at all. If it was a weapon, if it's not a weapon, I don't give a fuck. And he didn't say it wasn't a weapon. He said, there's no weapon that I know of. <laughs> hey, guess what? There's some shit you don't know. <laughs> All Unless you're Hillary Swank, she knows everything. Yeah. It's like, nope, we're done. Yeah, I was. That's one of those first times. Like, what the fuck? Then we flash. Worst general ever. <laughs> well, then we flash to Trafalgar Square in London, and we see some family on vacation. Everybody's happy, taking pictures, and there's this little kid, and he spots a dead bird, yeah. and his parents are like, "Oh, that happens." And then we see another bird <laughs> hit a statue. And just fall down dead. And all of a sudden... And then all of a sudden, you're in the fucking movie, The Birds. (laughs) And all of a sudden, you're in The Birds. And it's crazy. The birds are running into buildings and cars Yeah, they're and breaking, breaking windows. through windows on big skyscrapers. That's yeah. another one of those fuck you moments. <laughs> that can't happen. They don't have the body mass to break through one of those windows. Yeah. Those, well, those windows are made for that. Yeah, those windows are made for like actual like dense objects smacking into them. And birds are light. We also get some fun Blair Witch type film camera shots from yeah. this family's camera as they're running and the birds are all flying around. And our family gets to safety inside a building fun fact so you can see the birds hitting the glass one of the the guys that did the cgi birds uh one of the birds that hits the glass is actually a trout and if you watch when the little kid is standing there behind the glass one of the birds that hits right in front of his face is actually a trout (laughs) i've never noticed that it was in the trivia and i thought it was i read that before i watched the movie because i read a couple bits of the trivia and i paid a special attention See, and I, I was like that's that. a fish <laughs> I should read the trivia before because I read it after I was I thought it was very enjoyable <laughs> and then we get to so we flash this screen kind of pixels out and now it's all of a sudden a news story mm-hmm. and we have Josh watching the news with his co-workers and um, or his students or his yeah because he says students, he'll, give, I think, he'll sign their bachelor yeah. or their doctorates blindfold his grad students yeah and they tell him it's the third incident like that. And he kind of has an epiphany because Josh is just a really smart dude. Yeah. And he starts asking questions about how birds navigate. And one of them says it's magnetic fields. And then he tells Acker, the boy, to search for weirdness on weird nude search. <laughs> weird, weird nude? Weirdness. All right. Weird nude <laughs> News stories. News stories. You said news. Look for weird news. Then he asks them to look up stories that I see at least two of a week. (laughs) Specifically relating to migrations, birds, whale and dolphins, beachings, atmospheric phenomenons, unexplained plane crashes, just pretty much anything strange. And he's like, do you know how long that'll take? And then he's... It's like he wants the exact amount of blueberries in every muffin. Do you know how long that's going to (laughs) take? And then he makes some joke about a nerd thing that I can't remember because I didn't write it down. Nerd joke, nerd joke. Nerd joke, nerd joke. And the guy goes, all right, and starts getting down to work. Then Danny, the girl, 
It says, told, I will sign your PhDs blindfolded. It's told to take some of the Do senior students bit of PhD. and design a 3D map of the magnetic field and then map the uh, anomalies that the other guy finds. And she, that's what she said. Do we even have time for this? And he's like, look, this is all you need to have time for. I'll sign your PhDs. Oh, blindfolded. Yes. All right. I don't know why he'd do that blindfolded. He's going to miss the line. Yeah, uh, he's just saying, I won't read it. Won't I'll be, just sign it. Reviewed. I'm just going to sign a doctorate. You could turn in a paper that says, I made that diagram for you. Here's a doctorate. <laughs> All right, so. Bitch. And <laughs> all of a sudden, we're in outer space. Outer fucking space. And we see a space shuttle. And then we're interested in... Introduced. Wow, words are hard for you. What is in that coffee? I'm sorry. (laughs) That's that whiskey. Then we're introduced to Beck, who is piloting this space shuttle. Beck's such a loser. Mm. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, 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 No? I love that song. In the time pen chimpanzees, I was a monkey. Elaine's looking mad. And then (laughs) we see a tertiary character whose name I didn't catch. And then all of a sudden, we meet Iverson. As he flows down into the room. He's Captain Commander? He's the commander. She's the lieutenant or Cap- the She's a she's a major. Or major, whatever. She's the She, she wants to land it. He says She's the no. co pilot and he's the captain. And he's like, I don't think so. This is the big boy chair, you sit in the little girl chair. They uh she tells him they're ready for reentry. Then we flash to Houston and we meet Stickley, played by Alfrey Woodard. I like her. Stick. And I like her in some things. There's some things she's just annoying in. Yeah. And we're kind of going to flash back b- between Control and the shuttle. And uh, they start to re-enter. But we see pretty soon here that there's a problem with the navigation. Right. They're coming in way too hot, and they're going to blow their landing. And they're coming in off course. Yeah, they're yeah. off course. Yeah, they did that in Armageddon, too, because Captain America blew the landing. <laughs> Now, here's and, my big question. Okay, so they're going to land right in downtown L.A. Mm-hmm. If only there was another place they had, you know, they could land a flying object in the L.A. area. Anybody? Anybody? The airport. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> they never thought of that? No. Fuck that. I'm sure they did think of it. Really? Because they didn't even fucking approach it. Didn't bring it up. But <laughs> I'm going to say, one, that runway isn't long enough because they're going too fast. Mm. Two... So the better option is to fucking... Never mind. It's more dramatic if they have to land in the city. Mm. And three, maybe they already overshot the airport. Mm. They're in downtown L.A., but they're not like... They weren't like... They were too far going too fast to hit the airport. Let me explain you how the atmosphere works. As you come into the ionosphere, into our atmosphere, Uh you get to see some shit. You don't all of a sudden just, you know, I can't see nothing. Oh, shit. Is that land? No. No, you get some time to figure that out. Yes, but they're also going... Really fucking fast. Mm-hmm. Terminal so velocity. they don't have they're a going, lot of time they're going, to. They're going what I like to refer to as terminal velocity. Yes. As fast but as you honey, can go. They don't have a lot of time to adjust their bearing to, to go left to back up to go left. But they might have had in order to hit the airport. They might have had to back up. They she, can go left. She's trying to justify this. They can really go hard. right. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying they can't reverse. They can go left. They can go right. They can go forward. Mm. But they can't just fucking back up. They're mm. going too fast. If mm. they overshot it, they overshot it. You know what else is really close to LA? Water. That's true too. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like anyway, from where they are, just turn a stick to the left. All right, we won't hit anything. And then they die because they landed in the wall. And that's what astronauts sign up for. I don't know, honey. I don't think that is what they sign up for. I don't to know. die in the ocean. Really? <laughs> I'm a hundred percent sure astronauts do not sign up to die in the ocean. That's exactly what they sign up for. 
I'm pretty sure that's not on the paperwork. I'm pretty sure it is. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's probably <laughs> rather lengthy. It's like, hey, do you like Tang? <laughs> Two, how about freeze-dried ice cream? Three, how about dying in the ocean? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You're in. Do some calisthenics. Oh, it exactly. doesn't matter because can it's you, more dramatic. Can you use your own fecal matter to grow potatoes? <laughs> it doesn't matter because it's more dramatic if they have to mm. land in the uh, LA, LA River, River mm-hmm. which is the same reservoir that they diverted the volcano to in Volcano. Is this the same area that they did the race in Greece? I don't know. Prob- I, was, did Greece take place in LA? Oh, no, um, definitely I think not. It was fictional land down Definitely <laughs> not. That car flew, did not take place in LA. <laughs> but it is the place they diverted the volcano to in Volcano, in- which is another great movie we might do. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Yes, I really love that movie. She does really love that movie. It's She's not as of, it's uh, not as good as Dante's Peak, but I still really like it because it's also ridiculous. She likes really um, good disaster movies. Mm. I love it. How about 2012? Did you like that? Eh, I mean, John. I mean, it had John Cusack. It did have John Cusack, but and it did kind of lose its luster because now we're like six years past, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> Shocker! Wait a minute. The fucking Mayans didn't have the world figured out? I mean, the civilization that, that got wiped out didn't have it figured no, out? You mean Holy the, the ones shit. The ones that got wiped out, maybe because they were pulling each other's hearts out? But yeah. despite the... They used to kill a guy a day to make sure the sun came up, and these guys didn't figure out fucking science? I'm on the fence about 2012, but the day after tomorrow, all the parts with Dennis Quaid were really great. I'll give you that. That one was pretty mm-hmm. good. Jake Gyllenhaal's crap, but That's true. if you cut his stuff out mm. and you just keep the Dennis Quaid stuff, it's real good. We'll, we'll get to that. that. Jake Gyllenhaal's Justin McGuffin. Yeah. All right. Wow. He really is. Favorite tertiary object? Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Oh, he'd never be my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably object. a book in there somewhere that she knows. She'd be like, I'm all about that book. Do they have love in the time of cholera anywhere in there? Because that's it. <laughs> they burned it to stay warm. There you go, Carly. It's in there. Huh. <laughs> This. 26 minutes in and we're barely in the fucking opening credits. <laughs> this tangent is brought to you by Lidl. Um, oh. You're going to need to speed this up because this is like a four-hour movie. So they... So they're at the core. So they land, <laughs> so they land the plane in gotta, the gotta, LA gotta, River. At the core. <laughs> barely missing a killing a construction worker. This is the first scene of many where you don't get a lot... where. It, you get a lot of drama to the scene. Like that they, unnecessary drama. Like, everybody else who ran off of the fucking rig went, went, dude, this is another one of those fuck you moments. It's got a lot of drama to they this They called movie. to him, but he has a headset on because he's doing loud stuff. Right. Didn't hear him. The, yeah. the soundtrack is trying to get you really hyped up. Because there was no this, fucking up. plane to land other than this one spot, and of course it stops just inches. They really want you to think at any fuck second you. <laughs> it could be all over. Yeah. Yes. Fuck you. They don't want you to think that this movie could have a happy ending. But then we go to Josh, and Josh goes to meet Dr. Zimsky, who is Zeminsky, who's giving a speech or something, and there's people waiting outside him as he leaves the building, and a couple of fans are trying to get him to sign stuff, and Josh hands him his research, and he starts to sign it, and he's like, no, I don't need you to sign it, I need you to read this, and Zeminsky... He's like, I'm very busy. Don't Zeminsky's like, like, you know who I am? I invented Transformium. And he oh, says, yes, I do know who you are, that's why I need you to confirm my results. And somehow... With his soulful eyes, he convinces Zimsky his soul to look at his eyes. research because he doesn't say anything convincing well, he that should make touch. this famous. He's got the power yeah. and two feet on him. Yeah. So <laughs> he doesn't say anything that would convince this very um, self righteous. Yeah. What? Uh, indulgent? No, no. Self righteous. I don't know. I can't. That's not. 
that does exactly that's not the word I'm looking for. That's the one that it needs to be. But it works. <laughs> um, but so he reads it, and he doesn't want to believe it, and he tells Josh that his findings must be wrong and that he did an equation wrong because there's no way that this could have happened. I wouldn't have missed this. And he goes full Tony Stark. Goes check the math. It's always right. And Josh says, "Well, we'll know soon enough. The bigger effects will start any day now." And then after he leaves, uh, Zimsky removes some top secret papers out of a vault. So Destiny has caught up with us. And he makes yeah. a phone call. And he makes a phone call. All right. So then we're at the Pentagon, and Beck is waiting for. Which is actually for, shaped like a Pentagon. That math checks out. Mm. And Beck is there. waiting for a family friend. Really big. Who is this yeah. family friend? <laughs> General Purcell. Yeah. Plot twist. I don't and think she, it's a plot twist at all. <laughs> she's in town. It's a plot device. She's in town. She's waiting. fairy dust so much on this. <laughs> well, you keep telling me to speed it up. And when I try to speed it up, you just talk over me. Because I'm calling out your, your malarkey. All right, so he's a family friend. friend. She's in town because next week is the review of the shuttle disaster, and she kind of wants to see what the mood is. And he's like, well, it's bad. I think you done fucked up, and I don't think you're ever going to be in it. Air uh, shuttle again, and she's like, "Well, that's terrible." That's why he's Commander Douche. Nozzle. She's like, "I spent my whole yeah. life trying to be an astronaut," and he's like, "Well, you might have to find a new thing." <laughs> and, uh, it's like, "Have you ever heard of pottery?" <laughs> and he said, "He says uh, it's over." And then he gets a phone call, and it's uh, Doctor Zinsky, and he wants to talk about destiny, and so he kind of leaves her and walks away on the phone, and we see all these people kind of excited about something. And we follow them outside, and uh, it's the Northern Lights it's a nice in Aurora, Washington, D.C., yeah. the Aurora Borealis. There you go. That's not really a Which, thing. Yeah, it's not supposed <laughs> to be there. What do you mean that, it's not really a thing? No, I mean, that's a real here. thing. I mean, there. No, here. In well, D.C. I know what she but, meant. You're, 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 you're jumping her shit for the wrong reasons. I know that it's a real thing. <laughs> but not but there. But you can't usually just in the middle of the day in D.C. go, hey, look. <laughs> well, of course not, Carly, because the magnetic field oh, is degrading. That's what I'm now, saying. It's a we told surprise her speed up to and, and everyone she because it shouldn't misunderstood be her there. And After we told her, no, you're misunderstanding what she said. She still wants to jump on her for it no, because fine. she's setting her mind. It's and, no, time to I fucking get the I actually wrote on my notes, I really enjoyed the symptoms of the impending doom. <laughs> What the fuck were you smoking? That's usually why people watch disaster I've been movies, because they want to watch shit Dayquil. blow up. <laughs> ah, good well, shit. Some shit will blow up later Yeah. with some other suspicious math. But I um, like the birds. I like the sky. Oh. I like the lightning storms. Like, the symptoms are kind of cool. Well, like, aspects of the it's movie. It's the planet revolting, but sure. Most of the time, though, in these movies, it's like, oh, this bad shit's going to happen if we don't do something. But nobody sees any evidence. It's just like the higher-ups know about it. In this one, the whole world is seeing effects of it, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I am, I have a question about later on. But the whole world is being affected by it. <laughs> And we see that. And I, I thought that was I'm going to tell you right now, I can't answer your question. I'm just, <laughs> but I will give you some mumbo jumbo. So Josh and Serge are drinking. And Serge like you do. is asked if Zimsky really did try to give you his uh, autograph. And they're laughing about how he's such a pretentious douchebag. Pretentious is the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Yeah. And um, Synonym for self-righteous. They start talking about Josh's theory. And um, Serge, Serge. Be- believes Josh and his... He says that his children can't sleep because they think that the lights in the sky are pretty and they don't understand we're all going to die. <laughs> Very upsetting to him. Well, I don't think I'd tell my kids that the world's going to end. 
And then we turn around and look, the FBI guys are back. Hey, and they want to take Josh to the Pentagon. And he's like, what would happen if I don't want to go? And they're like, well, we have no sense of humor and we're armed. It's like, so. yes, but you can't just seize me. That's against the Constitution. So he goes with them. Yeah. It's well, not the impression you get. They were yeah. But he was kind of drunk, so I wonder if they let him sober up just a smidgen before he goes into this next scene where he enters a room with a bunch of military and other Washington bigwigs at their little um, round table. Yeah, Lance thought, a lot there? I thought maybe it was the next day or something. Because didn't they have to fly him back? No, they said the car's outside. Oh, the car's outside. So it's within driving distance. Oh, but yeah. you don't know. I, driving I, distance could be pretty far. It could be a couple hours. The timeline? let him sober up. <laughs> I think you let him go in there rip-roaring drunk, personally. Well, I think he was still in Washington, D.C., but his the time frame of this movie is very strange. Because it takes... well. Really big jumps, which it tells us about, but it doesn't tell you, is it the next day, is it the next week? Yeah, the like, small jumps, we don't know. About. Well, also, he said that he's, he passed drunk and went into hang, hang, yeah, hangover. Yeah, he did say hangover. that. I so, passed right through drunk and now I'm hungover. Yeah. All right, so he walks into this room, and who's there? Zimsky and General Purcell. And I'm General sorry, you, Pers- you, mi- you mispronounced douche nozzle. <laughs> <laughs> and General Penis... <laughs> says uh, Dr. Zimsky informed us you made a useful contribution to his investigation so he wanted you to help us with the briefing science is a selfless self, selfless a useful game, contribution to his research and then, not that science you is came to him and said hey the world's yeah. gonna end and you didn't notice yeah. no you made a useful contribution <laughs> and uh, he responds well that's very like generous a- like a real self-righteous son of a bitch, you know? <laughs> and he's like, Josh, you just give an overview and I'll fill in the important bits as we go. And Josh is the, like, all right. The technical uh. part or something like that? Uh. He says, I'll put this as simply as I can. Everyone on, on Earth is dead in a year. That's pretty simple. And he gets a peach. That's what we call a hook. <laughs> he explains <laughs> about the electromagnetic field and how the EM field protects us from cosmic radiation. And he gets a peach and cuts it in half. And says this is the Earth, and he shows the skin is the man, is the crust. And we're like, hey, we the all got flesh past is the mantle. <laughs> and then the pit is the core, and the core is re- is two parts: the liquid hot magma outer core, outer, yeah, surrounding a solid iron inner core. Well, they think. They <laughs> he usually says we think. Now this takes fifteen minutes. If you had a marker. You could just draw like three circles. And he says <laughs> the spin, but this is actually more interesting. I know, People I know. love visuals. I know, I know. And he it's likes to give a good demonstration. It's, it's definitely cool. more dramatic. It's not as cool as having their uh, coyote thrust move yeah. or, Armageddon, but this will do. Well, he likes <laughs> a dr- he likes a good demonstration too, <laughs> referencing back to the trumpets and the blocks of uh, stone. And then he says that the spinning liquid is the engine that drives the EM field, and that uh, for some reason. It's stopped. This is stopped. And in three months, they'll be in the Stone Age. And in one year, that'll be on fire. And he takes... The peach. The peach. And Zimsky helps him... With the air freshener. With and a lighter. lighter. And lights the peach on fire. In classic fashion. And everybody looks shocked. And then he says, feel free to throw up. I did. I, did. <laughs> I think I would, too. If I figured out, wow, the world's going to end in a year. We're all dead. I would, I would blow chunks. It's tough. But they all accept this, and they're instantly going to, well, how can we stop it? And Josh is like, you can't stop it. 
there's nothing we could do. Even if we could stop, even if we could restart the core, which we can't, we can't even get to it. The deepest we've ever been is, he says something about like a mile and you have to go. That's not true. The farthest we've ever been is a mile, is what he says. Yeah. Which I don't think it's true because Russia, they got really far. Or seven miles maybe it was, but you have to go like. And they're going like a a pinpoint is as far as they've gotten. They're trying to get to the fucking middle. But he says it's impossible because we couldn't get there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. pressure heat. And uh, then Zinsky says, but what if we could? And then we flash to the salt flats of Utah. Which is where you'd go for digging deep. <laughs> and we helicopter in, and we meet Brazelton, who is, uh, sees everybody, and he says to Zimsky, uh, why aren't you dead yet? And he says, come on. And he walks him into his facility. Deepest we've ever um, went is 40,230 40, feet. That's 12,262 meters. There you go. Okay. It's like seven and a half miles. Is that Russia? Um, I don't know. I'm oh. at Smithsonian. Okay. Quick Google search, okay? Look, you don't so. want to fuck. You don't, I can't give you too many details. Elaine's <laughs> in a hurry. Uh, but thank you for that wonderful scientific fact. You're welcome. Stay tuned for more. <laughs> Which is really more going to be like, that's not how that works. And Josh that's says to Braz, you, you don't like him. And Brazelton says, well, 20 years ago, he stole my research. And since You get that like, same trope. Zimsky's like, well, it's half mine, and it was half mine, and Braz, and Braz is like, I didn't see my name on any patent. <laughs> I didn't get any money. money. But they I say, we're Braz. here to see your shit. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> and so he tells them, they, he takes them to this giant thing, this engine, and he says that it uses ultrasonic waves, kind of like how you break up a kidney stone. Which is a really good Been metaphor. There. And he turns on this giant machine and cuts with, a hole through a fucking mountain cuts a hole through a fucking mountain which and, uh, well, I'm no. not sure it's a good idea well I'm just like how does this work is this a particle beam yeah, if it's a particle like beam okay but this uses sound <laughs> yeah they're so, not really explaining that yeah, yeah, yeah. this is one of those fuck you science moments yeah, yeah. you would think it's that, like wait what <laughs> so I would think that you couldn't direct sound waves like that into yeah, such can. a contained I mean, space. Sure you can. I don't know if it's going to make a perfect. I, don't, I just don't. I just don't. It wouldn't make a perfect. Sound. I would have thought it would spread okay. out into like a cone. Yeah. As the I mean, waves can, dissipate, I don't know. You can. You can direct sound waves. Sound, however, that's like know. that's what tuning forks are. You direct sound waves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then what? Then the science checks out completely. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> well, what does it check out about it? It just can't go through a fucking mountain. <laughs> Why not? Well, you crumble. can use sound waves to break it up. Well, yeah. yes. Then. The, the problem is there's... Not there's, there's, disappear. Yeah. <laughs> there's no matter. <laughs> it's like, been vaporized. Where did the so matter anyway, go? Now impressed. it's antimatter. No, that's bad. You don't have a matter or matter antimatter meet? They go boom. They so annihilate. Anyway, and when they impressed. annihilate... Do we actually they boom. know that? Because yes, we can't we know that. see antimatter, we can, we can so how do we know? Because we can make it. Because we can make it. And know what happened when it hit matter? It went boom. We went fuck. Okay, so... Like, don't do that again. They they say, so Zimsky says, well, I see you've made some, you made some great progress here. Have you, uh, do you have any thoughts on a shell? And he, he's like, actually, we had a group of scientists that went to another planet and they moved all the Navi off of it. And then we got a bunch of this unobtainium and I made a ship out of it. Right? No. Something like that. So then he does another, we get another fun science okay. demonstration. That's the wrong unobtainium. That's the wrong unobtainium. Of a mouse like, named unobtainium Alex. Unobtainium is a, is a, um. I hate to step on you again there, but unobtainium, <laughs> anytime they have like the mythical metal and it's not vibranium or animantium, they call it unobtainium. Oh. It's like that Tony's referencing another 
unobtainium. Wasn't it unobtainium in Avatar yeah, 2? It was. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's just what they call the mythical metal. Because I get, you can't use vibranium or animantium because Marvel's like, fuck you, motherfucker. Because <laughs> they're trademarked. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so. It would have been a lot cooler if they made it out of vibranium. That would be cool. <laughs> Most versatile substance on the planet. They made it fucking frisbee. So, he d- could we. <laughs> so, you see this little black box, and Alex the Mouse was put into it, and then he turns on what appears to be a smaller version, e- version of the large engine we just saw shoot th- a hole through a mountain. <laughs> and this one shoots a hole through. Everything. A, a lead plate, the wall, everything except for the box where Alex is perfectly fine. And um, they ask him what he calls it, and he says, well, its real name has 37 syllables, but I just call it unobtainium. And it takes the heat and transfers it to energy. That's and it's not how very, that works. Well, you can heat, convert heat, heat to energy. energy. <laughs> heat is energy? Yeah. It's like, that's not how that works. Okay. It converts the heat into fuel. Maybe. Yeah. Takes the energy and comes. It's another one of those fuck it. you science moments. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. But anyways. <laughs> so they ask him how long it would take him to build the ship and 12, fit ten, it with the layers. Twelve. Ten, ten years. Ten years. Yes. Ten years. <laughs> and they say, how about three months? And he goes, fifteen billion dollars. I thought he said fifty. No, he says fifteen. Either way. Fifteen billion dollars. Really big number. <laughs> and then. Um, so General Purcell says. Uh, I thought he said fifty-two. Doesn't General, matter. General Penis. General Penis. Says, <laughs> Not Will you take penis. a check? And then Josh <laughs> says, "Why don't you put it on your credit card and get the miles?" The miles. <laughs> and the general looks like, "Oh, maybe." He's like, "That that, that checks out. Yeah, we'll do that." And um, either fifteen or fifty. Well, it's a big difference, but that's a big either one. Big number. Big I mean, number. if it's the end of the world. Then- yeah, matter. money's no object yeah. because you can't we'll, take it we'll, with you. We'll put it on, you know, we'll put it on credit, like you say. We'll work it out later with the Japanese and the Chinese and everybody that's going to help us. Be like, hey, fuck face. So, <laughs> nah, I like I like Braz. He's cool as shit, but by himself in the salt flats, no. We're going to have like 70 million people move in and yeah. make this thing. Well, I'm going to find the smartest the motherfuckers. The next thing the we do yeah. is assemble the team. I really wish they would have had a. Um, Steve Buscemi? No. Yes! <laughs> that would have been great. But like, but just like that, though, you have the, um, the montage of them grabbing a bunch of people. Mm. They did do that. No, it wasn't. No. They, they did didn't. do that. No, they didn't. It wasn't as cool. All right, well, let me tell you I, about what they did do in this movie, and we can talk about it when I'm done. It wasn't so, the Beatles. So. We have to <laughs> assemble the rest of our team because so far we only have four members. Mm-hmm. So the FBI goes to arrest. Mr. Fitch. Wow, talk faster. Rat. <laughs> and he's in his apartment, and they knock on the door, and they say, we have a warrant for your arrest, and he starts to Which is the them. wrong fucking thing to say. They yeah. Sh- yeah. He dramatically, like every hacker movie ever, starts to destroy his computers and his hard drives and his floppy disks. Those are a thing that they don't exist anymore, so <laughs> just ignore that if you're younger than the age of 30. And um, What is this shite? <laughs> They break in his door and they arrest him and he says, I know these look like computers, but they're not. (laughs) Well, he's not wrong anymore because those are, once you fried them like that, they're not computers anymore. (laughs) And they take him into custody and we find, and then he's being interviewed by the general and Josh and he said, and the general says he's got 64 computer fraud indictments. Well, first the general says 62 and Rat corrects him to 64 and two convictions. And he says, this is your third strike. And the general's uh, skilled interrogator, why? Yeah. I don't know. 
<laughs> because they don't have time to build another character that would, oh. that would be able to so interrogate him. So he has him. to be involved in every aspect of this movie. Yeah, yeah he's in almost guys. I hate this thing where it's like, well, this guy's a general. Um, great, I'm sure he's really good at being yeah. in the army, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know dick about what he's involved He's going to be with. at the meeting when we make the plan. He's going to be there when they build the thing. He's going to interrogate people. He's going to go pick up people. Right. Like, and he's the general got, has nothing better to do. He's got know? no expertise in any of this. Right. He needs to well, shut the fuck up, go sit in the corner, have a coke and a smile. This movie's already yeah. two hours and 50 minutes long. If they put in all these yeah. weird tertiary <laughs> characters, it'll be four hours long. Have you True. seen Age of Ultron, not Age of Ultron, Infinity Wars? They did just that. We, they had already introduced us to every one of those characters. <laughs> there were 20 movies in, man. If you hadn't seen those movies, you're so fucking confused. And there are people that hadn't seen those movies, went into Infinity Wars, and didn't know who the fuck anybody was. All right, so oh, Ratney's hot pockets. So... They yeah, want him to. Why would you do that? <laughs> they want him to make a deal to work on their project, controlling the flow of in- information. And the whole time they're talking to him, Rat has taken Josh's cell phone and hooks it up so that he gets free long distance <laughs> with a gum wrapper. With the gum wrapper. <laughs> like I don't think you could do that, but I don't fucking. And know. he says <laughs> no one controls the internet, and they ask him if he could with unlimited resources, and he's like. You want me to hack the planet, which I laugh because every time I hear hack the planet, I, I think, think of my hackers, yeah. think of my favorite hacking movie ever. And he says, I'm going to need Xena and Hot Pockets. You see, I'm going to need an endless supply of Xena tapes and uh, Hot and Pockets. Pockets. Like, I don't know how many Xena tapes there are, but it can't be that many. Well, I don't know. I don't know. How many seasons were there? Uh, but there, Like five or six at least. If it's one episode per, per uh, episode, yeah. you know, one tape per episode, it could be, it could be quite there a There was at least five we or had, six. We had CDs then, though, didn't we? Like I, I DVDs? Want, DVDs, I want to say, what, yeah. 2003? Yeah. We yeah, absolutely yeah, we had, had DVDs. Yeah. But it was Xena just on be- DVD? It was just the beginning of DVDs, though. I wasn't. Yeah, Xena wasn't there yet. <laughs> yeah, they were still in New, but anyway, New Zealand. All right, so, so here's one of those things, like, um, I'm pretty sure the government, the U.S. government, they got a room full of guys just thinking shit up, and there's a room full of guys backing them up. <laughs> they have guys. That? No, I can't, because <laughs> I got to think they have their own fucking hackers that are pretty good at this very thing. I don't think their hackers are ever going to be as good as the... As Rat? As- yeah. But maybe not as good as Rat, but you get a room full of fucking guys that are just a step down, and you're fine. I don't know. That have security clearance. But, With security clearance, yeah. But we mm. need a plucky co- we need a plucky character. For comedy. To go against, who goes against the rules for character purposes. Then so I'll, I'll allow it. We're continuing to assemble our team, and we see Beck in her review. And you got Beck and Iverson, and Beck standing there, and the panelists telling her how her brave and innovative thinking saved everyone's life and they're super impressed and her review did not go at all what she thought and that Beck Iverson and um, Stickley have all been reassigned and that they're to leave immediately to their their new mission and uh, so then our main characters have all been assembled would have been a lot cooler music and they're in the salt flats uh, they're back in Utah and uh, Zimsky is complaining to the general because he wants to do the presentation. He's kind of mad because he's not getting the credit. And the general tells him to shut up and that Josh is taking the lead on this. And uh, he's in charge. And uh, Josh is having trouble tying his tie. And Iverson and Beck are introduced to him. And then Beck helps him with his tie. And he make, he asks... He says, oh, you're an astronaut and you can tie a Windsor? Is there anything that you can't do? And she says, no. This fucking most pretentious line I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> she's a very, she's a Mary Sue character. She can do everything perfect. She is yep. the best and the brightest. Of course, she's an astronaut, so you would hope that, but she is. <laughs> yeah, she's an ass, all right. But she is your typical oh. kind of Mary Sue character. I'm surprised you didn't have anything to say about how he couldn't tie his own tie. 
Uh, um, it's, Usually it's, you do. <laughs> it's my contention that it's one of those skills that every man should learn how to do. So. It's not that fucking hard. <laughs> After Beck helps him tie his tie, he goes up and he gives a presentation to a group of scientists. This is the team of people who are going to build the ship. Right, but they no. didn't introduce any of those Nobel, no. Peace Prize, Nobel, Peace Prize, Nobel Prize winners in the fucking no. audience. They are just worker, super smart worker bees. Yeah, so they got fucking that Nikola be, Tesla sitting in the audience. If you want, honey, you can pick that as your favorite tertiary object. Ooh. And then we get a montage. Now, this montage is, has a voiceover, which is Josh's presentation. And Braz is going to build a ship. Uh, Zimsky's going to design the, the amount of uh, the... The boom. The boom that's needed to restart the core. And uh, Iverson asks what... He wants to know what happens if it's thicker or thinner than we think. And they're like, well, this is just our best guess, man. It's all science is best guess. And he's like, oh, so you don't know. Why so my best guess is you don't know. That's what's and, called um, foreshadowing for you writer types. And uh, Brez is like, say it with me. I don't know. <laughs> this is pretty good. Over this period of three months. That's, that's on the list from my favorite line. We see them build the ship and we see Rat controlling online information from a little command post he has set up. What if it's made of cheese? <laughs> we have a scene of them um, in their co- simulated cockpit doing simulations. Now, how would they know how to simulate going to the center of the fucking earth? No one's ever done that. I so I'm just going to have to guess here. Is, say with me now. I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> well, they're trying to make sure they know how to utilize the controls of the ship. Okay. And for the 22nd time in a row, everyone is dead. On Earth. <laughs> Very dramatic. No fucking pressure. And so Stickley tells them to go cool off Quest for a little quiet bit. Time. And I like Stickley. Then we get Josh working on his um, guidance system, and Beck asks him what he's building. He explains about how it's some kind of infrared thing that mm-hmm. he had built for... For seeing through all kinds of different things. No, he had built it for ge- some kind of geology thing, and then the government found out and bought the patent, and he worked on it to build it, and that's how... They're going to see. You know, that's how they yeah. came. he came to his att- their attention. That's how they know who he is. And Mary Sue here is like, I can and make it better because Beck I'm plays that with character. It, and he's like, don't touch that. I have just how I like it. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. But she fixes it because she can do Ray. everything. Because she's Ray. <laughs> Then we flash to... I hate all characters like this. They're just good at everything. Continuing our quick montage, we see Beck practicing on the simulator when everybody else is gone, and Iverson coming in. Iverson, sorry. And he gives her a speech about how leadership is not about ability. It's about responsibility and taking, you know, and dealing with not just the good choices but the bad ones. And uh, she's like... He's like, I know you're not going to listen to this. And she's like, I can hear you, but why do you think I need this this speech? And he's like, well, you're used to winning. And you're not really a leader until you lost. So more proof that she just can't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And I really like his speech that you're not really a leader until you've lost. Because how would you know how you can handle loss until you've lost? Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal. Yep. Then we get a flash outside and we see some more cool effects. Some heavy clouds, some lightning. Some serious lightning. Yeah. And some thunder. Feel the thunder. <laughs> lightning and the thunder. And uh, they're we'll snap outside. For you. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we better get inside. This looks like a bad one. And they go to Rat and they're like, uh, where's this taking place? And he's like, it's everywhere. And then we flash to Rome. 
And your phone does not look good. That sucks. I've been to They have a like serious them. lightning superstorm that's so bad it destroys a bunch of monuments, including makes the Colosseum explode. Now, here's my thing about that. Do you know anything about uh, Roman concrete? No. Let me tell you something about Roman concrete. It doesn't conduct electricity? Well, well no. No concrete conducts electricity. It's not metallic, but that's not the point. The point is well, that I that concrete what... is special. If you notice that when we build things out of concrete, they fall apart. And in Rome, that shit's still standing. You've been there. Mm-hmm. It's just like 5,000 years old. That's not that old. It's like 2,000 years old, but whatever. Close. Mm-hmm. Roman concrete gets harder the older it gets mm-hmm. and stronger. Mm-hmm. So that would be really fucking What'd bad they make way to it go. out of? They don't know. Yeah, well, so maybe it has metal in it. Yeah, it doesn't. How do you know that you don't know what's in it? Because they've opened it up you and go. Just, huh. You just said you. I don't know what's in it. So how do we know that something in there isn't a conductor of electricity? Because they've opened it up and go, huh? No metal. Oh, have you seen the? Because uh, when I was in Rome, I had a metal detector right in the fucking Coliseum. Nothing. But metal isn't the only thing that conducts electricity. That's true. So have you seen the research paper on how they tried to conduct electricity through it and it didn't work? No, I can't say that I have. Then you can't say that this could that it could not conduct electricity. And you All can't right. say that it could. Right. I, you're correct. However, <laughs> I don't think it would make the shit explode. But why the col- my point is, why the Coliseum with the really it hard did, concrete? Because they Visually, wanted Visually, in the movie, they had to destroy all the historic monuments. And I was like, damn, this lightning sure is picky about what yeah. it's destroying. But then they pan out and we see it destroyed, like, the whole city. Yeah, yeah it destroyed everything. They just showed us the stuff we would recognize, I guess. They always, <laughs> in a good disaster movie, they always destroyed the monuments. Because everybody because knows yeah. what the monuments are. Even people that... Don't aren't in that country. <laughs> yeah, it's very impactful to but, see the. Yeah. I was like, fall. damn, this lightning is like, like that. If they blew up like scope, that, <laughs> everybody that didn't live in half the roads would be like, what is know. that? <laughs> yeah. But if you also have you been to Rome? It's really weird. They have like two thousand year old building and brand fucking new, right next to each other. It's like, weird. <laughs> it's like in the GI Joe movie when they had to destroy the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. Tower. Something that's impactful. You like, you know yep. what that is? It's relatable to you. Even though I'm sure those nanites would have destroyed way more than just the Eiffel Tower. No, that was the point. You see, in GI Joe, they programmed them only to do that. Yeah, to kill oh, switch. All right, we're gonna when I we review GI that. Joe. You, you didn't miss anything. So, <laughs> I don't know who's picking that movie. It would have to be Elaine. So they're like. But, <laughs> We need. Well, I could. It's well, definitely it, it's science definitely fiction. science fiction fantasy. It's fucking GI Joe. <laughs> and uh, so they need to get this show on the road. So then we flash to the ocean, and it's time to launch the ship. And by launch, they mean drop, because launch means it's going up. You can't launch something down. No, they didn't launch it. What's they the definition it. of launch? I didn't really look it up. But then I how was, do you know? Oh it's, goodness gracious! <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's time to go <laughs> because they launch when they launch ships like ocean-going ve- vessels. They don't launch them up; they launch them out. Yeah. So how co- if you can launch up and out? Well, how I just come we associated can't this this as more of a release because they didn't well, launch it; they fucking let it I go. I do believe <laughs> they used the launch word because. The person leading they their launch They used a lot team. of words incorrectly in this fucking movie. I know, you can't let uh, that bother you. It's a oh, movie. but now it's a problem for you. No, I'm just saying I think they use it because it makes sense because it's kind of the NASA control with stick yeah, it's and just stuff. Yeah, it's just familiar. So they get off the helicopter control. and they're walking towards the ship and Serge breaks out a bottle of champagne and they tell they say, oh, this ship should really have a name and Brad says it already has a name. It's named Virgil. And Iverson comments on the fact that there's no press. That it's just really weird for him because he's an astronaut. Usually there's press. So. Well, they're not going up. They're going down. They all get on the ship. And for some reason, they're facing the opposite direction in their seats. Yeah, that's weird. So now they're facing up and they're going to fall backwards? Yes. I would rather fall forwards. 
I don't know. It's very strange. It is weird. I don't know why they did that. But Zimsky is being super pretentious and talking into a little uh, microphone. Sounds like he's dictating he's a his possible right. book. Well, see, here's my question about that. Like, it sounds yeah, like he's yeah, yes. <laughs> he's doing a book, right? But there, mm-hmm. no one's supposed to know about this. Yeah. Yes, but he's going to write a book about like, it. They're going to kill him if he writes a book. I mean, he's going to have a car accident. I don't know. <laughs> Unless he did one of those L- uh, OJ things where he goes, if I yeah. saved the world. Well, things are only classified for so long, so he could write it and yeah, then just not, not release it. Yeah, that's not actually true. <laughs> <laughs> they say that, and that's something that makes you feel good. That's not actually I, true. I know, honey. I don't care. Why you got to ruin it? Because I'm, 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 you know, I'm just, <clears throat> in a movie that says, fuck you, son, I'm trying to throw some real Launch. Launch. Drop. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. <laughs> and they splash into the water. <laughs> And they're falling and fa- falling, sinking. Do you, yeah, I, was saying, sinking I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> you don't fall in water, do you? And they have they've turned on some lights, and then all of a sudden we see a bunch of whales. And they're singing. And they're singing to them, but it's actually the ship. They're all singing, singing to the whales. That's a big turd. Hate <laughs> <laughs> to be near the fucking thing to drop that. <laughs> but swimming. something something about the ship makes ultrasonic. Noise, which is singing to the whales, and then all of a sudden, oh no, there's a giant earthquake. Yes, because in this movie, lots of shit just happens to happen <laughs> right now. <laughs> I feel like this actually makes sense though, because the whole Zinsky says the whole point of the water launch was because the crust is there, the man, the crust is thin here, but that also comes with increased seismic activity. Yes, mm. there are parts of but, the world where there's just always oh, it's a little a, something, little something, oh, it's a little they something. get caught in a whirlpool. Every time the Earth settles, God throws a they stone. They gotta. Iverson has to lean into the, watching Ultron. the skid. He's like, "Hold on, we're turning into the skid." Actually, I haven't. And they're <laughs> caught in the whirlpool, and it's increasing their speed. Their speed, and they're like, "Turn on the lasers! Turn on the lasers!" And Brazelton's like, "Well, we're not fast enough yet." And they're like, and one of them says, "I thought this ship was strong," and he's like, "It gets stronger the more pressure we're under, and we haven't got enough yet." Really? Because but, really close to the ocean floor is a lot of fucking pressure. Would you like an example? But, you try swimming down there. See what happens. They're getting closer and closer to the seabed. And then at the very last possible second, the lasers fire. Possible. And if you're going to talk about the way I talk, it's going to take 800 <laughs> times longer. Shh, focus. Just enjoy the fairy right, dust. So the focus. lasers fire. And Boom. they're through. <laughs> I feel like there should be more pizzazz. Like, and we're through. And we're going. And, and we're going. We've, and we've got the lasers going. And we're cutting through all kinds of... We're in the Earth's crust, and we're cutting it all up. And all right. where where is the matter going? It doesn't matter. <laughs> so true. the command center is following... You know, sees... There's a little dot on a screen because they can track them through the Earth. Bullshit. And uh, um, let me tell you how this the works. Signal, they lose the signal, but it pops back up. When they get into the mantle. So let me get something straight. They lose the says, signal in the crust and pick it up when they're fucking deeper... And it's going to take them 15 minutes to well, get through the truss. that the movie crust? that we did where they went to the alien planet? And, and they were able to hear them, too, and it was, like, <laughs> real time? Like, they were talking like we're Wait, talking now. So like, do you have any idea how fucking far that is? <laughs> Wait, which one was that? Stargate? Yeah. It's movie science. It's like, not, not only were <laughs> they, they talking in real time, wormhole? but they weren't even in the same fucking solar system. They were on the other side of the goddamn universe. <laughs> Wait, the and they were talking in real time. The robots still had the Wi-Fi signal through the wormhole? <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. have a problem with that. Yes. Yeah. Well, they had Verizon. See, these guys were on T-Mobile. So. <laughs> World so, of um, so they transition into the mantle, and it's going to be 24 hours to the core, the outer core. 
That's a long way. That's a fucking... That's a hike. Zimsky starts recording some more stuff. It's a straight through. And Braz gives him some shit. Then our next check-in is um, 12 hours in and 700 miles down. So we, we have the navigation system that shows various shades of white to black. Here's my other And the problem. darker... They're, they're still talking to Houston. Mm-hmm. They're still being tracked. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. But... Never mind. Go ahead. Just go. We'll get to just it later. Just let it go. Well, yeah. Let it go. But... <laughs> Fuck science. <laughs> okay, so the NAM system shows shadowy things varying from white, which is easy to go through, to black, which they can't go through. So... That's and then all of a sudden we see static mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, hey, what's static? And Josh realizes that it's empty space and he never taught the navigation system how to read empty space. Let me explain. Let me, let me ask you let a question. Let me explain how empty space works. No. <laughs> so there's contention is that there's big fucking gaps of space in the Earth's mantle. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very hard and compressed. There's a lot of pressure there, right? Yep. So what's protecting the gaps? Okay. All right. They think that there's some sort of cobalt. No, no, that thing. was the geode. Yeah, this is the yes. empty space. They're in. The, this, this is the geode. The geode. Mm. It's all Have, the same. You the know what a geode is. Geode. I'm aware of what a geode is. Thank you. Like, so they I, go I'm going to go ahead and buy the cobalt shell on that. They go through the cobalt, sure. the cobalt shell, and then they're in the middle of the geode. Mm-hmm. You don't think there would be pockets? You think everything is solidly compressed? Yeah, it's really fucked. There's a lot of pressure down there. Yes. I can't verify this because I've never been there and no one has anybody else. They just made this shit up. It seems a hun- it seems. In a movie that's like fuck science, I'm pretty sure they're not right. It seems plausible to me that there would there be, be gaps. Po- there would be pockets. Like a sponge. Yes. Mm. So you're thinking the the mantle's kind of spongy, like a cake. No, but I think that there Do we probably have cake? is. I'd like some cake. No. She thinks there could be geodes. I think there could. I there think could there could be, be gaps. Other than the fact that that those minerals that are in the geode there, that's kind of like quartz. That's something that's usually on the Earth's surface. But again, I've never been there. I don't know. There could be. <laughs> well, like the diamonds makes sense. Diamonds are down. There's a lot of pressure. Okay, sure, I buy that. But the the quartz. Mm. It's not quartz. It's amethyst. Whatever. It's no protected in a cobalt shell. Yeah. And you have to think. So the like, formation of our planet. The pressures, the gases, the elements come together and form the different... A lot of weird shit. Other elements. There is a lot of weird shit. A lot of weird shit. Like, yeah, every every year they find some new shit in the ocean. Like, wow, we never so saw that So we before. don't really know what's in there, and it's really hot and it's made full of, cheese. of pressure, but we don't really know what it is. The mantle? Right. So we well, have this empty we, space. We kind of do. We think we know, but we if think we, we know. we've never been there, yeah. so for all we know, it could be made of cheese. Yeah, I'm pretty it, sure it's not. Or it probably, it could be made of, fuck, we don't know. We don't know. Well, but if it's not, that's not Gouda. He, ah, he but, never taught the ship, or the thing to read empty space, space, and Virgil, the ship, was never taught to fly. Which is a great line. I never taught the empty space. Well, I never taught Virgil to fly. So <laughs> they crash through, and they fall to the bottom of a giant amethyst geode, mm-hmm. which is very awesome. Mm-hmm. They turn so, on the lights. And once they break through, it doesn't collapse, which which actually happened, but... Well, fuck will. science. Get, you get there. They no, get they just have a leak. <laughs> well, parts of it does collapse. And the Eventually leak gets bigger. But, mm-hmm. so, they, they land, and they end up jammed up against something. And it's inside their nav system <laughs> and their laser. Yeah. And their laser, so that it can't... Move. They can't, can't, can't kick it so, off. So, they're going to have to go outside. They're going to have to go through the back, out the back compartment through a crawl space where it's currently 5,000 degrees. Which would kill you instantly. <laughs> so 
they have spacesuits in case, just in cases. Yeah. Do they have suits and, for that um, kind of heat? Brazelton has a plan. They make it out of an obtainium, I guess. Brazelton sure. has a plan to yeah. flush <laughs> it with liquid what nitrogen kind of from the cooling system. Not all the liquid nitrogen, just some. Just a little bit. To cool it off so that they can go out there. Seriously. A little spritz. So our away team gets ready and goes away out. Away team is everybody but Beck. <laughs> Which was seems Zimsky's like a weird... out there too. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yes, he yes. was. Because Everybody he says it's like a... <laughs> he starts picking up like holy shit. He's like he went so he could get some samples, <laughs> and he's they turn the lights on and they're looking around. And it's like it's a Crystal Grand Canyon, and him and Josh, Z- um, look, Iverson and Brazelton and Zimsky or Serge is still inside. Okay. Um, Serge. Iverson and Brazelton go like out and they start <laughs> getting to work on cutting the ship out free. And Josh and Zim are talking about it, and they're, like, speculating, how, how do you think it's still here? Oh, look, it's amethyst. Maybe it's a cobalt shell. And then all of a sudden they notice that lava, magma, liquid. Here's my question. I'm glad you brought it up, uh-huh. Tony. Lava <laughs> is defined as magma that comes, bursts through the uh-huh. surface and is on the Earth's crust. It's yes. defined as, as lava. Yes, yeah, so it's definitely this magma. This can't be lava. So it's magma. Right, so the scientists in there call it lava. Well, they may they may have to make up terms okay. on the fly because none of this stuff has <laughs> well, ever been named They're, they're in uncharted territory. Well, we're going to call would it lava. It, would it be okay. lava because it has fallen through into where they are? Well, I'm going to say it it's probably before. definitely... This is one of those, hey, your nerd is showing. <laughs> Look... This is the thing. First of all, it's a movie, and most people use lava and magma interchangeably, so therefore, so does this movie. Um, yeah, but second I hate of all, shit. is it magma? Because we what, don't know what the fuck it is. We do, we know it's superheated and liquidy, but does that still make it magna? Magma? What is it made of? Is magma made of just liquid rock? rock? Yeah. But is this rock? Is this metal? Is this Crystal is a liquid both. crystal. A little bit, a little bit. We it's, don't know. We know it's a plasma. So they probably should use magma, but I honestly did not notice whether they used magma or lava because, as a layperson, I use those words interchangeably, well, even though shouldn't. I know there is a difference. But <laughs> I don't care. I took geology. We also college, don't live so. in a volcanic also, area, <laughs> so it doesn't really come. Also, up much language in our lives. is called is constantly evolving. Just like the fact that um, ironic now means iron. Oh, don't get me started on that. And also coincidence. Nothing chased my ass more than when people using but ironic incorrectly. It's like, that's not what ironic They're not means. using it incorrectly anymore because language has evolved. There's an and entire lattice more set. None of it is ironic. Irregardless. That's true. Oh, that's fuck true. you. <laughs> A lot, no space. Supposedly. Ah. <laughs> All right, we ain't going to talk about this anymore. <laughs> All right, so... They blah blah blah. So the lava's leaking in causes some of the crystals to fall. So now we got falling lava and falling crystals, and they need to hurry up because they only have a certain amount of time before they're completely covered in lava. And one of the crystals cuts the O2 line to the cutting torch, and Brazelton is freaking out. I need O2. Josh, check the lines. Check the lines. Well, Josh plays hero and unhooks the oxygen to his suit and hooks it up to the cutting torch. Which is in a really bad spot, like right in front, like that. Yeah. And uh, his vitals are dropping, and but Braz is cutting and cutting and cutting. Oh, it's cutting good now, Josh. It's cutting really good. <laughs> and as he gets th- overact he, much, come on, Braz, you're better than this. Beck, Beck's inside notices everybody's uh, monitoring system that Josh, Josh's vitals are not looking good. So Serge suits up and goes outside to check on Josh as he passes out. He says, "Motherfucker." And then. Uh, 
the impeller is clear and there Serge brings Josh inside <coughs> and Iverson says fire the laser. He says just part of it though, to make sure it's working. Just a pre laser, don't actually fucking melt my face. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it's working and he says we're a go, let's says, get out of here. And then a piece of crystal. No, I thought it was uh, lava. Magma. Was it magma? I think so. Cause I don't know something. Because that's when it was dripping, but you never can tell. Something hits something. his suit. Yes. And yeah. hits him in the head, and he dies. And well, falls, in and falls into the magma. Yeah. Magma. The liquid hot magma. We should do gold member. We should not. That movie's trash, and I'll talk <laughs> immense amounts of shit. Oh. You won't even be able to give the synopsis but you're because I'd just like be being like, it sucks. You wouldn't be able to sit through that movie again. Sure. You would not. Um, no, I did. We're watching that tonight. Okay, so. Couldn't be farther from the truth. Brad yells for Beck to start the impellers. Daddy wasn't there. And they close the, and close the doors, but she's in shock. And she's not reacting. She's not reacting. Iverson is dead. This is practically her dad. You know, the voice of wisdom. He's always everyone's dad, and then he dies. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, uh, but she reacts in the nick of time to close the doors so they can resume their uh, journey. Their journey. <laughs> Josh regains consciousness. To the center of the Yeah. And uh, they tell him the good news, bad news. I hate that. The good news is they're <laughs> moving again. The bad news is Iverson is dead. Mm. It's like good news, bad news, even though I used a shit of that. Yeah. Even, right. even if I don't have good news, I'll make something up. Then I get a nice day out. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Josh is talking to Serge and says it's too big. It's, this is just too big. He doesn't know how to deal with this. He's kind of in shock from Iverson's death. And Serge says that uh, he's just here to save his wife and kids. Mm. And that six billion is too many. He's just here to save three. Was it only six billion at that point? Because we're like seven and a half now, I think. I think probably at that point it was six billion. Have we gone that, have grown that much so fast? Well, if that's bad news. Probably. Yeah, that's not good. That's bad news. We're running out of, out of space. Well, that's why it's really good that people are not having as many are not having enough kids and to the, replace the, the current population. for stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we uh, may be living one of these movies in the next ten years. So yeah. <laughs> The Earth will fix itself. Yeah. Don't worry, Earth yep. will be fine. Yeah, Earth You're will be gone. Fine, yeah. <laughs> All right. Ten thousand years, you won't even know we were here. Yeah. Okay, so then we're on uh, mission day number two. We're close to the mantle core barrier, and the boys are all hanging out in weapons control. Man, that's got to be some fucking pressure on that ship, I tell you. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, and uh, Becca is driving, and she sees some black spots. And says, hey, Zimski, will you come up here? What? Anything that's dark, we can't go through. So what is that? And he's like, oh, it's diamonds. And he's all impressed. Now, he's guessing. Because I'm pretty sure, I'm guessing now, but there's more than just diamonds they can't go through. I don't know. Or they're just going with diamonds is the only thing they can't go well, through. Well, diamonds is a natural, the hardest natural substance. Right, so that and makes they probably, sense. They probably tested the little thing on different things. Oh, that's a coffee pot. That's a little. Yeah. And then, oh, this but is But is it dark. only diamonds they couldn't go through? Because if they said, well, no, well, they couldn't go through, it was no, black. No, because she said the dark, the dark stuff you can't go through. So I'm sure there was probably other dark more than stuff, just things, but, but this he is goes black. right to diamonds. Because he's black. Well, he has no fucking clue. I don't. Honey, it could be cobalt. All right, I'm going to have to go all the way back to episode well, one. It's a movie. <laughs> so they know what color the cobalt shows up. And I'm saying grab one. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm sure they'd love to. But one, um, it's really hot out there. Nothing would really piss off the De Beers people. Then you bring back a giant fucking And two, <laughs> like they're the size of small buildings. 
And that would really fuck up the De Beers people. Because like, but, look at this motherfucker. Hope diving my nuts. But she warns them that she's going to have to, uh, she's like, hold on to your butts. She's going <laughs> to Why do you keep referencing Jurassic Park? I don't, I don't why. know. Why not? <laughs> Hang on to your butts. You have a cigarette hanging on your mouth when you say it and you're drinking coffee. So, um, I can say whatever I want. Hold on to your butts. Okay. And so she's got, she's like, I got to do some maneuvers and we're not exactly nimble. And she starts maneuvering through the diamonds. Now, the boys have been synchronizing the um, nukes. nukes. The babies. The babies. He calls them the babies. You got to put the babies to bed. Synchronizing the nukes and pulling the trigger mechanisms. Triggers, yeah, we'll go with that. Whatever. And um, the boomstick. Just when she thinks they've made it clear of the the diamond meteorite field. Meteorite? Um, no, definitely not mean. But that's what it looks like. The diamonds. Okay. Yeah, meteorites are in the other way. They get hit. Diamonds stalagmites. They get hit Titanic style <laughs> with a sharp tip, uh-huh. and um, I was like stalactites. It causes a breach in the hull of weapons control, and they have to get out. But so they start running out, but they've forgotten the nuke controls and, and you, Serge's notebook, which explains how to use all the nukes. So well, he goes back the, for the it. Fucking boomsticks! You can't make anything. <laughs> and the boom. door is closing, and the door is closing, and he pushes the controls through, and his notebook, and Josh is trying to pull him out, but he can't fit through the gap, and the door shuts on him. So Josh starts yelling for Beck to open the door. I can still get him. Override the controls, Beck, Beck, Beck. He's, and he's another one like he's watching. He's watching Sears get crushed. Yeah, the yeah, monitors. This pretty, is like pretty tough. Like if she would have acted quickly, she could open up that door. He'd have been fine. Boom, good, bang, zoom, zoom, good. But no, she has to make the decision. That way, she has lost. Because remember, she hasn't lost yet. Like she became captain, hasn't had to fight any loss. This is her loss. This is her moment. All right. It adds to the drama of the movie that he dies because his death is very horrific and dramatic. And yeah. she has to show that she can make the tough call for character development. That's right. Correct. But like it was already it was notes. already breached, so I don't know that they could have opened the door. <sighs> Bensky says if you open the door to the breached compartment, it could jeopardize compromise the entire hole. Which yeah. I have but to agree don't... with because if once you get like a little pinhole or something, it's already compromised. Wouldn't like shit start spewing in? I have to say it would get really hot in there really quick. Yeah, I, I have to say be, I'm pretty sure. Been dead before you got crushed. I'm pretty sure ah. they could not test the whole, like, how strong the hull was. So they have to err on the side of caution because they don't know how soon it would go from compartment to compartment. Well, they'd have they a pretty good idea because you know what happens if you're on, in an airplane and there's a hole in an airplane? Yeah, but they couldn't. Same kind of feel. No, but <laughs> they say they say if one compartment is breached, it will automatically detach to save the rest of the ship. Right. But we don't know how fast the next compartment would have been compromised because that's not something they could test. Because the hull strength is different depending on the str- the strength of the unobtainium, which changes due to pressure. Yep, fuck science. Blinka, blaga, blinka, blaga. Move <laughs> so on. There's no way to test this. So she couldn't have taken that so chance. The moral of the story is if you're, if you're riding on the, the Virgil, sit in the front. Because <laughs> there's the next thing. Why doesn't this shit ever happen in the fucking front? Yeah, because if it happens on the second compartment, everything else is fucking yeah. dropping. We, if this was in compartment number two, yeah, it'd be game over. Then we get a scene of why Hillary Swank is a terrible actress. Oh. So Josh is. Aaron Eckhart is overacting to his best. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's, seriously. He's, he's gone straight crazy Nicolas Cage on this kid. <laughs> like, and this is the same guy who played Two Face, like uh, that, this yeah. one where he's like. Where, uh, where he's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, you played that so well. And then you see, this is the same. You sure it's the same for, fucking guy? <laughs> I feel like for most of this movie, he's really good, but he's yeah. really chewing up the scenery. Yeah, it's a little rough here. Yeah, this is a bit much. Yeah. Maybe. But he's under a lot of pressure. 
Oh! One XP. And um, so he comes storming into the cockpit and is like, you let him die. I could have saved him. I was calling and calling for you. I was calling you. And Elaine's doing it about a thousand times better than Aaron Eckhart did. And she says (laughs) in the snottiest possible way, actually, I killed him twice. Mm. Before you feel any worse about it. Once when I hit the diamond and once when I wouldn't open the door. You don't need to... Yeah, she's like, you don't need to make me feel any worse about it. And he's like, why are you acting so smug? And she says, well, you couldn't have done it. You couldn't have made that call. Mm. And which he wouldn't have because he would have saved his friend and maybe compromised the whole mission. But, like, she does... She seemed upset when Iverson died, but she doesn't give a shit about Serge. Well, she was friends with him. Yeah. And, um... She's like, Serge died so we can complete our job. And then Josh goes, the job of saving the whole world. And she goes, no. The jo- just three of them. Not the whole world, Josh. Just three of them. And it's so unbelievable when she says this. I'm like, I don't believe it. It is unbelievable because she doesn't even see up- seem upset no. that he's dead. Yet she throws his wife and kids in Josh's face. You know so. what she is? She's a cold-hearted snake. She's Look to her right. eyes. Uh-oh. She's just a terrible she's actress so because we can't he's tell that she cares at all. Come on, Carly. Uh, uh. 35 hours in no? uh, to this episode of the podcast. Oh, wait, no. 35 hours into the mission and... Feels like it. 1,900 miles down. We're approaching the she core walk 1, interface. More. So they break through the mantle into the outer core and they get a huge speed jump. Which is bad. And she says, at this rate, we're going to hit the inner core in five hours. And they freak out because the core density is a lot less than She's like, I'm fine with this. And they're all like, no, this is really, really bad. (laughs) Zinsky um, instantly starts running a test plan and they find out, or equation with the new data, and they find out that their plan is not going to work. That their blast is not going to be big enough. Mm -hmm. It'll dissipate. And they're done. So... He says, all right, let's go home. And they're like, fuck you, we can't go home. We got to figure out. We'll come up with plan C. And Zinsky's like, there is no plan C. You've got plan B. He calls the general, and he says, destiny is a go. And they're like, destiny, what the fuck's that? And he's like, plan B. He's like, why do you have a gun? In In space. space. (laughs) And uh, Stick turns to the general and wants to know what destiny is. And um, the general says, well, it's none of your business. And she's like, I need to know anything that affects the mission. And he's like, um, this doesn't affect your mission, so you don't need to know. Which, 100%, Ouch. I agree with him. So this then he really takes the big pliers no... and wraps them around the neck. <laughs> <laughs> like, even though they were saving this as a possible plan B, it really does not have anything to do with this mission. And with she didn't a. need to know. Yeah. And uh, Zimsky then tells them about Destiny, a deep earth seismic initiative destiny which, get it which is a weapon that um uses seems like a really bad way to do business no i i forgot what it uses all right so it uses but it sends uses science magic uses science magic uh, to send science magic waves into the deep earth to cause earthquakes and they suspected their enemies were building it so they built it even better you know this is a thing they actually fuck the with. mutual sure destruction no this type of weapon they fucked with these kind of things before actually I do know that because you want to know why I picked I this movie because I watched it on TV I picked this movie because John was watching a documentary about Tesla and about Harp and all that stuff and I was like you know what this reminds me of The Core you know what movie I'm gonna do 
the core. <laughs> Only that was real science, and this is pretend science. Because <laughs> Nicholas Tesla is like my, maybe my first or second scientist ever. Yes, the and other he, one in the running is Leonardo da Vinci. Really smart guy, mm. and, ahead and of his time. They probably Tesla had plans to do just this. So yeah, but Tesla he, also wanted to marry a pigeon. Yes, so. he did. <laughs> like he would like. Let's see what happens if we keep digging into the brain. Stop fucking digging. <laughs> Nobody is all. Some people have layers. Like did he? <laughs> some layers are like a nice parfait, and some are like a nice. No, because he did a bunch of really good Weird things. Stuff. Like you know, like you were able to plug shit in. You're welcome. And then he's like, "Well, I made a death ray." Did you? <laughs> well, we don't know because don't the government know. sees his research. Maybe. Right. Oh, hey, guess what? How so, long ago did he die? Guess what should have been declassified. Ah. But I don't, honey. <laughs> why are you saying like I don't know how our government works? You said that. I know, but I was that was a joke because oh. I know how our government works. Yeah. All right. So Josh accuses Zimsky of causing this whole mess, and Zimsky's like, "You don't know that." And he's like, he's like, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> that's, that's, he's like, that's not a denial. <laughs> and Josh says that this is a terrible plan, and you could permanent like permanently destabilize the core, and then there's nothing we can do. And Zimsky's like, well, a shock can stop a heart, and it can also start a sh- um, start heart. start a heart. Beck seems very confused by this made up science. It's like when um, all the volcanoes. It's like all the volcanoes <laughs> going to erupt at the same time. Earthquakes, dogs and cats can be living together. Mass hysteria. And Zimsky's like, well, we have to go because they're going to fire Destiny. Um, this is the plan B. There's no plan C. And if we stay here, Destiny apparently will kill us. Which, I guess, because it's electromagnetic pulse and they their equipment the runs wave? on electricity. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. I guess the shockwave. They will don't kill explain them. why it will kill them. I don't know. But they're going to use the laser. In the Death Star. But so, Brad, so Val looked to Beck because she's in charge, and, and Braz and Josh have voted to stay, and she decides majority rules. We're going to plan C. You go with the person who has the least amount of knowledge in this whole. She can, she's the pilot. Yeah. Don't, make, don't let her make science decisions. And Zimsky freaks out and ha- throws a tantrum about how crazy they all are, and Braz punches him in the face. Well, he said stupid shit. You're going to be here on yeah. the stupid ship and die. And Braz is like, it's motherfucker. And he says, it's not a stupid ship. He does. <laughs> and he's like, I had to do it. And Josh says it had to happen sometime. It is somewhere between a 15 and $50 billion ship. So it's... Yeah. No. <laughs> and it has practical applications beyond belief. Yeah. Well, you think this, this shit's serious? That plan A won't work now? Shit's about to get real because we have detected an EM tear. Mm-hmm. And um, they're... Uh, the general's like, what's that? And uh, Rat explains it to him because the general's an idiot. Yeah, microwaves are hitting. And, and microwaves hit the earth all the time. San Francisco. <laughs> yes, but there's different kinds of microwaves, honey. Yeah, I have one downstairs. So anyway. And, so serious um, heat. Yeah. It happens, of course, over San Francisco, so Why, we can destroy the Golden Gate Bridge. Another a, landmark. That's right. It's visually stimulating. And Otherwise, the Great Wall of China would have went well, but not people. The ocean out starts to boil and shit starts to melt. Like one guy's got it all at the window, and it yeah. gives him a sunburn. It gives him like a flash, like a second degree flash burn, and he pulls his arm in. Real like if quick. it's as hot, if it's so hot, it cuts the fucking Golden Gate Bridge in half. It would have <laughs> yeah. burned his fucking yeah. arm off. But it doesn't do it right away. And yeah. I'm sure that those people that were in those cars would be dead. Are all dead. Yeah. If it's I don't think the there's any bridge in half, they're all dead. I don't think yeah. there's any way that they're not dead. It boils the ocean. Yeah. yeah. So So we're gonna go with it's a little hot. All the it's, fishies died. All the fishies died. As it start I mean 
it's that interesting visual of the flash burn on the arm, but then that guy's dead in like the next 30 seconds anyway. Well, that guy's so arm matter. would have fell off right at that moment, so. Well, I'm sure it has to build up heat. Radiation doesn't, you don't, doesn't just happen. Radiation gets worse the longer you're exposed to it. Okay, we're going to go with this so hot it's cutting the fucking bridge in half, but yeah, you yes, know, but it needs to build up on But your it skin. doesn't do that immediately. All right, all right. Move on, so the you're bridge not melts. It. And it takes out the West Coast power grid. And they need all they need all this power to fire Destiny, so they now have to fire it now, just in case anything happens. If you lose another section of their country. Of the grid, they won't be able to yeah. fire it. So It's a lot of juice. They should use solar panel. Rat sends a message to Josh saying that Destiny sounds real bad. What can I do? And Josh tells him to slow it down. They need more time. So... We flash. Well, they use a code. They they have a trick that they do. For yeah, yeah, I'm sending that information you're primed for. Yeah, he's like prime prime numbers. Okay, it's either Optimus Prime or it's Prime numbers. Right, I've thought Optimus Prime myself. I myself, but yeah. we would have blown the Earth up. In Alaska, we flash to Alaska and we see Destiny powering up. Which here's my question. Oh sure, you're allowed to have questions, but when I do it, I'm wrong. No, I have a question for. <laughs> I have a question because you've already asked so many questions and I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this. So they're firing these electromagnetic rays or whatever into the earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if we've only gone down 40,000 feet, yeah. how is that going to cause an earthquake on the other side of the world? Yeah. That math does not check out. Yeah. So I forgot about my question earlier. Oh, good. We assembled this team mm-hmm. and we're going to go to the center of the earth. Yeah. We're and a journey then, to yeah. then, and there wasn't dinosaurs, and you were upset. No, no. <laughs> then Plan B is destiny. Shit is happening all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that Rat is hacking it, so it doesn't all make mainstream news, we can't be the only country that is aware that some shit is going down. Well, Rome knows. <laughs> well, no. Okay, so not a they, well, at no point do they address the fact that be, there yeah. could be a team of scientists in Russia or in a different country who well, are trying to make a plan and maybe also journeying to the center of Well, here's the one thing that I messed up, because I know one thing from uh, my previous experience that NASA doubles up on everything. <laughs> <laughs> and they only sent one ship down. I saw that eye roll, by the way. Okay. And <laughs> but I was like, as we were watching it, I was like, does... I mean, I know he's hacking the news and shit yeah. so people don't find but out. But nobody else knows. But, like, the other governments and shit probably know about okay. the same amount as like we Like, China, right? like, we can do it in two months. Okay. I'm going to give you my best movie, Mumbo Jumbo. One, I'm sure, other co- I'm sure that our government is in contact with other governments. I hope so. Two, I'm sure other governments may or may not have a plan to journey to the center of the earth and save us. Or maybe some well, other kind of weird destiny-ish plan. Yeah, if you don't have unobtainium, you're not doing it. We're the United States, and we don't care about your plan. We're going to do our <laughs> fucking plan. Because Fuck America! Yeah. So, there you go. I just, Fuck like, yeah. while they were assembling the team and stuff, I was like, there's not, like... There could and have been a moment where they talked to... The British. The U.S. And, and, like, said, send your best guy. We're going to do this thing. You know what would have helped? We don't have time. If they would have called have time uh, for that. King Dachaka, they could have got some vibranium. <laughs> Please don't. And so... <laughs> she said, please don't. Please don't. Um, it would have helped. But we're saying. the United States, and we don't care about their plan right, or their people. Right. We only care about our plan. All right, plan. moving on. All right. That's I just okay. how so, it works. I Still moving on. Okay. Whoa. So, Braz and Josh are working scenarios, and Zimsky starts making fun of them because he doesn't. Bl- he thinks we're all going to die. That these crazy people have killed me, and we I'm never going to get to write my two world. books. <laughs> no, sorry, different movie. But then... All of a sudden, he has an epiphany, and he will only tell them if they let him have a cigarette. 
so they do. And he says that you need to use wave interference and that they have to use, that they need smaller explosions instead of one to big keep the one, wave going. Spread out small ones. Fluid dynamics 101. You know, you throw a big rock in the water, it makes a big wave, but it goes way quick. If you throw a bunch of little ones, they can double up and make a little of that. Which is basic fluid dynamics. Yeah. Real science. And then we see Rat attempt- attempting to hack the planet as um, the boys attempt to rewire the nukes because they have to change all the timers and all mm-hmm. this stuff because now they're going to be dropping the nukes individually. And you, we see Rat not being able to find Destiny and getting so frustrated he starts to cry. And I was so like, is that he crying? Could, yes. Is he crying? No crying in baseball. <laughs> because this movie thinks it's a drama. It doesn't think it's a silly disaster movie. <laughs> it, it's a it silly disaster movie. <laughs> it thinks it's a drama. I could not believe he was crying. <laughs> this, movie, this movie takes itself real seriously, which is part of its fun. All right, so then 42 hours in and 2,600 miles down. Um, they tell Beck that they can't just drop the... They tell her the plan, but that they can't just drop the nukes because they wouldn't survive the pressure. And that they're going to have to put them in individual... Com- drop, Put them in compartments and drop them Spread individually. Them around the core. And, and hopefully that, the core doesn't move them at all. And yeah. the unobtainium will... Protect compartments them. will help to protect them long enough for, for them to explode. And they have to plan this down to the millimeter and the millisecond. It's this very big convoluted plan that only works in a movie. Sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And then Braz lays this bomb on them that Virgil wasn't designed to eject the undamaged compartments and they have to do it manually. And the manual ejection release valve is in the crawl space that they used to get out of the ship. 9,000 degrees. degrees. Well, they have ship. They have suits, though. The suits are only rated... Five thousand, half Five, of that. Yeah. yeah, half of that. So, fuck. they draw. They're like, "Why didn't you think of something?" He's like, "I built the ship in three months, assholes. <laughs> I didn't think goes, that this was gonna come I made, up. I made magic. All right, leave <laughs> <laughs> some slack. I didn't make it magic enough for your magic. They're lucky he even put it in. So they draw straws, and Braz draws the Braz draws the short straw. Josh Zimski cheats, but he actually cheats. And Zimsky's mad because he's like, you don't get to be a hero. Get to be the hero. Let's do it for real. So, bitch, Virgil's my shit. Josh and is I just was a like, really Zimsky's good person. Zimsky's not going to do it. <laughs> no. Everything about his this character <laughs> up to this point tells me Zimsky's not going to do it. Yeah, this is so Armageddon <laughs> up to the fucking drawing straw shit and everything. <laughs> but Brands won't let, but Brands tells them to fuck off and that he's not going to let Virgil fail. For the last 20 years, he's lived and breathed Virgil. And if Virgil needs more blood, then his, his blood. blood. And he says his goodbyes. And he suits up, says his goodbyes, and makes up with Zimsky so that they leave. I really like this. You know, you worked on this 20 years. I really wish we had worked on it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And Zimsky, and um, Braz looks away and puts up a hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was really good. Because <laughs> he says bye to everybody else and he ignores he, Zimsky. He should have put up his hand. And flipped him the book. <laughs> no, you make amends. Like, you don't no. go to you don't go into your but death with grudge. He walks in, <laughs> but you know, he walks into. Dum, 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 dum. I'd have done that. Shit. An insane oven, uh-huh. and he had a crowbar or something in his hand, a wrench <laughs> that immediately catches fire and melts. And I was like, they know what the temperature is. It's five thousand degrees. Like, 
everything smartest melts. Smartest scientists <laughs> in the world. Like we got they a crowbar the for you. They it only lasts for three maybe seconds. Was yeah. He should have. He also brought a stick of butter, but that went really fast. He brought a tool that immediately melted in his hands, and I was like, nobody should be surprised. Well, and his suit starts to melt as well as he walks along. You can see his. Boot like his boots Sticking. are melting. Yeah. Yeah. But he slowly makes his way through the insane oven. I've been in this country. To the override. Saudi Arabia. Which he has to like <laughs> stick his arm through a hole and pull out a gear and turn a thing. And he he does it and then he collapses and they're like, There's still time, get out of there and he's like, No. This no, is the it's end. Done. I'm, he's I'm like, dead. He's and like, back, ready to go, Harry, you demand. And apparently <laughs> they have to Apparently, they there's like a they have to turn on like a propeller or something. They have to turn yeah, which lets the magma in, I guess. And Beck goes to flip the button, and Josh is like, "No, no, I can make the tough call. I got this." And he flips the because button. because Zimsky's like, "No, we're gonna get him out of there." And Zimsky's turn to freak out Doubt, because yeah. now his friend is dying. Oh. And, um, and I think I fall asleep at this point. <laughs> This might have been when I got up to get my third cup of water and said, oh my God, how much of this movie is this? <laughs> <laughs> and you check, it's like 45 minutes. <laughs> we win, Gracie. I still have like four pages of notes. Um, oh, hurry up, <laughs> and please. Then, it's not like there's many words Just on Just write. Let's talk more do. <laughs> Shut up then. So, Josh makes a tough call and kills him and the magma flows in and he evaporates. Uh, sure. And then anyway. we flash back to Destiny. They're 85% to go, ready to go. Then we flash to Rat, still not in, in panic mode. Then we get to Zim- Zimsky and Josh make moving the nukes. Almost fucking drop one, because Zimsky's a weak ass who doesn't go to the gym. And, wow. Uh, All right, judging me, Judgerton. They're getting ready for the first drop, and drop number one. Then um, we're at Destiny Control. They're initiating the fire sequence. And oh my god, Rat can't find it, he can't find it. Tap, 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 tap. Oh no, he's in! He's found it! Oh, she's getting dramatic. And the (laughs) countdown, five, four, three, two. Rat cuts off their power. Sir, our power's been diverted. Where to? Coney Island? Why are you talking into your necklace? It's a microphone. (laughs) It's a microphone. This is there's look, no look, camera. When she starts doing this, we move right along. Stop stopping. <laughs> I started a radio play just for you, honey. The Girl, demonstration. You're right. I'm sorry. Okay. Rats diverted the energy. Get into it. Don't interfere. All right. Let her go. We have four pages of notes left. Flash back to the boys. Drop number two goes good. Drop number three goes good. We're getting ready for drop number four. All of a sudden, they realize. They fucking did the equation wrong. And that this isn't going to work because the last explosion has to be bigger than all the others. They forgot to cancel pie. <laughs> what are we fucking going to do? Zimsky says, we need... Pl-. And Josh says something, where are we going to get um, eight pounds of plutonium or something? And Zimsky's like, from the engine or whatever. And that's, how, that's what the science in this movie is. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like... What? All of a sudden, this is a nuclear. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, yes, nuclear. There's an energy no, this is flare. electrical, but even one point one But no, all of a sudden, there's an energy flare. Whatever that means, and it blows the ship off course. Like they hit a a wave, well, maybe. Well, if it was real, so, they would just go into the core, and it'd be like okay, and then they'd go into the molten lead, and it'd be like, all right. And then they put the bombs and leave. So they got to keep making up shit. They're yeah. like, is that a monster? 
But oh something. no, it's a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. <laughs> but how is that thing not melting? I mean, so, come on. <laughs> so Beck has to take evasive action because they're off course because now. Because in the fucking outer core, that's liquid. They need to take evasive action. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hard I don't know. There's nothing liquid. in the way. It's this the they hit another gap. <laughs> Whatever. This cobalt. Ma- that's a thing. They they hit. They hit some kind of cobalt. We're gonna magma go cobalt. current they didn't know was there. It blows the shift, shifts the ship off course, and Beck has to bring it back in to correct because they're almost to the fourth drop point. But this, the ship's Ugh. movement causes the nuke to fall, and Josh is trapped. Yeah, and he right tells, he's like, Zimsky, you got to get out of here. You got to get out of here because the energy flare, I'm making air quotes, the energy flare has blown out the comm system. So Beck is talking to them, but... They can't hear, like, she can't hear, hear them, other, but they can yeah. hear her. They can hear her, but she can't hear them. And she's, she's like, like, it's I'm, almost I'm time going, to drop. I'm going, get out of there. And Josh is like, get out of here, Zimsky, get out of here. And just as Zimsky gets to the door, she corrects course, and everything shifts again. And now it's Zimsky, Zimsky trips and hits his head on the doorway. And then the nuke rolls off Josh and lands on Zimsky's foot. So then Josh yeah, comes over to Zimsky and is trying to lift the nuke and trying to lift the nuke, but he didn't work out <laughs> enough either. They really needed saved the world. They really needed brass. So, he was the strongest one. You know what? I bet Serge had untapped depths and could have gotten Perhaps. this off. Um, but Zimsky says, "Get out of here, Josh," and he and Josh gets out just in the nick of time, and as the door closes and the compartment detaches the nuke rolls off and now Zimsky is free but trapped in the compartment with the bomb but he says he speaks to him through the monitor yeah and he says get the fuel rods yes Get the plutonium core. Get the fuel it's rods. Weapons and I was like, about that. and then he goes to work, and I was like, oh, it's like Star Trek. Josh and Tony and I did a whole thing. <laughs> He's like, I never took the Kobayashi Maru test. <laughs> so there's only so much time between drops, and we're getting close. So Josh immediately goes and pulls the fuel rods. And it shuts the power off, and Beck looks very confused because she doesn't know what just happened. But oh, Josh pulls flying. the rods out, takes them to the compartment. He had to put on the gloves because uh-huh. the fuel rods are super hot. I don't know why. Because that's how but nuclear works. I, I don't know. It so, gets hot in there. Yes, but the gloves that are made for 4,500 4, 4, degrees. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, all of a sudden. This is 4,501. But he manages to drag it all the way from wherever the fuel rods were. To the compartment. To compartment Look, number it five. It can't be that far. I know because there's <laughs> only out of two ship. compartments left. <laughs> yeah, they're running out of ship. <laughs> there's only two compartments. They made left. it look like it was really far, but it had to be like five feet. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had to he had to go up a ladder. Whatever. He gets it and gets it in there. Drop number five complete, and he goes back into the command center, and Beck apparently becomes Florence Nightingale, and removes his gloves. And Josh is like, we don't have enough energy to get home. And Beck is like, it's okay. Your poor hands. Where's Zimsky? And Josh is like, you didn't make it. And she's just like, it'll be okay. Like, No, it won't. We're going to die down <laughs> she's here. She's not having the appropriate response to these situations. <laughs> she's a terrible person. Move on. This actress is terrible. So, we see a sign that says one minute to the first de- de- destination. <laughs> Twelve minutes till the blast hits. And the te- we see a thermometer that shows that the cockpit has 
reached 122 degrees. Otherwise known as fucking hot. And yeah. their brains are barely functioning. They're boiling in their bodies. Pretty much. And Josh is sitting in his chair, staring up, and sees the molecule, mo- the model of the unobtainium molecule. And he has an epiphany. Lots of people have epiphanies in this movie. Well, we're going to get to my favorite epiphany later. Ooh, favorite tertiary and uh, epiphany. He's <laughs> like, back, back, I got an un- idea. Unobtainium con- converts heat to energy. And it's not, it's not how that works. <laughs> and he's like, the ship is a giant solar panel. And he's like, what they if I could get that you... out now. He's like, we can't, we can fire the impeller, but not the lasers. So they rush around and they pull all these power cords out and weld them to the side of the ship, yeah. I guess. <laughs> the, the pure unobtainium there. And, uh... We flat so they're running around and we flash to Zimsky and he's talking into his microphone doing the conclusion of his book yeah. and then says, What the fuck am I doing? and throws the thing and starts to laugh. Because yeah, it's not gonna survive. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one's gonna ever find it. Ever going to find it. <laughs> In his final moments he finally realizes how pretentious and ridiculous he is. Find a stop sign from Alderon before you find that and, fucking thing. And we we pan out the screen pans out and you see the timer on the nuke and as he laughs as he explodes. He explodes. But implodes, but it, yeah. it's a miracle. We have power. Oh shit! Just give it a few seconds. Okay, good. So they strap in, and Beck says, "Hold on to your butts. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be rough." And the way needs to be your tagline when you post this. Needs to be hang on to your butts. <laughs> so the explosions are going, and we're in control, and we see they've somehow mapped the entire core. Because they can see the model of the waves going and going and going. My question. Oh, wow, we didn't need the laser. And question. So they needed the laser, and they had all these problems on the way down. But on the way up, they're oh. no problem. They don't need we're the not, laser. We're they not don't even there yet. No. We're not there yet. Okay? Well, they don't. <laughs> we're not there yet because there's a giant shock wave, and there's an earthquake. And the general asks Rat where the epicenter is, and he says, It's everywhere. The planet is healing itself. Really dislike DJ Waltz. Me too. Right, and well, um, I don't have to tell you this, but I'm gonna spoilers. My new, my movie for next week, the new guy. All right. <laughs> so Beck and Josh are traveling super fast. You crazy eyes. They're using Oosh. the natural lava tubes in the earth. Earth. So why didn't they go down those? I don't. Well, because they wanted to go directly as uh, opposed to just zigzagging across the entire planet. Sure. And they go towards the surface, and control reaches them, but just like last time, it loses them as they make that mantle crust transition, and they've, they're near Hawaii, and we see the shri- and we see four hours later, the ship pop out of the, o- the ocean bed and then settle down to the bottom. And Beck is like, "What happened? We lost power?" And he's like, "Well, no more pressure." No, well, we, not we, were running on heat, we were running on heat, cold and it's super cold. <laughs> and we don't have a black box, and we sent, they sent one ship so, to for us. Beck takes stock of their situation. Save the world. They got no comms. They're about 800 feet down, but it might as well be 8,000 because nobody knows they're there. They got the sonar signal of a rock, and they have enough power to make the ultrasonics burp, but nobody's even listening. And so what? how are we going to get out of this one? Well, and Josh says, give me a minute. Then, if they flash to 
a Navy ship or a Coast Guard ship? Probably. I think, I think it's, it's a Navy, Navy ship because it's an aircraft carrier. Okay. So, a Navy ship. Coast Guard doesn't have those. <laughs> we got Rat those and... Those are really big. We've got Rat and the General. Because when the General goes looking for someone, he takes Rat with him. Because this is new... Stickley was there too, I think. Yes, they're still all hanging out together looking for him, but they can't Part find the him. Team. They've been looking for a week now, maybe who knows. And the general says it's time to give up. We're never going to find him. And the sonar guy says, "Oh, we have a signal. Oh no, it's just whales. We've been getting all kinds of weird whales. They're not supposed to be here, but this happens sometimes." And the com- the uh, ship's commander, Captain. Oh. Be a captain on the aircraft carrier. Well, I'm not sure what rank he would have. No, I'm pretty but, sure he'd okay. be a captain. But but anyway, sure he's like, all right. I don't know that, and it does not matter. It does. Okay. It he's does. Like, all right. I so just said I didn't know that. It's been but a pleasure. So he says, We're done. He <laughs> says it's, this isn't where whales usually are, but they've. it's been really weird since the global wobble or whatever that thing was because they've global successfully wobble. per. They've successfully <laughs> suppressed all information of what was really going on, interestingly enough. The heck to the planet. So they stand the ship down, and for some reason they're letting the general and rat walk across the deck of an aircraft carrier. That doesn't seem like it would be a good well, place for them. Well, if there's not flight ops, it would be fine. And rat realizes, he goes, it's the whales, the whales. General, it's the whales. We have to find the whales. But he realizes that the ship is singing to the whales, and that all they have to do is find the whales, and they can find the ship. And they do. And they find the ship. And we see divers, and we see them hauling something up, and we see the ship coming up, and we see Josh and Beck inside just kind of chilling. And he's and she says, do you ever get tired of being right? And he says, no, which is a call back to the beginning of the movie where she said it to, or he said it to her. You think you're not good at it? And then not he yet. says, what's next for you? And she says, a shower, and then back to NASA. And he and she says, and you? And he goes, a pizza, then a shower. Deep dish pizza. And then back to the university. And she's like, you're really famous now. Don't you think the world needs you? Or the government or whatever? And he says, yeah, but so do my freshman geothermal students or whatever. Which is a really good line. It makes him not a dick. <laughs> and Beck says, you know what makes you really sad? No one will ever know about Serge and Bob and Zimsky and Braz and what they did. And Josh says... Unless it gets out, then we get one week later, Venice, California. And we see Rat going into a cyber cafe. Now, cyber cafe kids, like these things used to go to to play on the internet. He's like Rorschach's and log. He, he takes over the, um, the whole network, network, and then he releases the data. And the world knows. Destiny meet world, world meet destiny. The end. And Tony goes, maybe they shouldn't have told him about Destiny. Like, okay, we saved the world, but it was our fault. <laughs> yeah. She put a good spin on it. Like, maybe we should have omitted that part said, about hey, now, Destiny. We ruined the world, you know I mean? but we fixed it. Back to your show. <laughs> like, no, One we fixed thing. The world got fucked up. We saved it. That's all you need to know. Back to your regularly scheduled program. Yeah. But that's it. All right. That's the core. What did you think, John? Everybody was pissed me first. <laughs> all right, so... Um, my favorite character is Braz. My least favorite character is Beck. Um, hold on, I gotta find my favorite line now. I had it and then closed it for some stupid reason. Uh, my favorite scene is when what's his nuts? Well, Braz punches um, what the hell? Zimsky. 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 Zimsky's freaking out. And he's like, oh, "You stupid ship!" And he punches him. He's my ship is not stupid. 
-hmm. That's my favorite scene. My favorite line is, so we hotwire the nukes, as one does. We seed them through the core at locations that have to be accurate to the inch. We detonate them in sequences that have to be accurate to the millisecond. Then we outrun the biggest nuclear shockwave in history, right? And Dr. Zimsky says, right? Brad says, yeah. Josh says, I mean, that should be fairly simple. My favorite tertiary object. tertiary object is going to be the. Uh, Sorry, it's okay. Be Elaine's phone. Uh, <laughs> I have to pull up. It's an ad. She has yeah. to get through yeah, it. Yeah, she gotta get through that. My favorite tertiary <laughs> object uh, is gonna have to be the unobtainium because <laughs> I, I love mythical science shit. Like, why not? It's the only reason the movie could even pretend to work. Right. If it's, it's this dad, mythical dad, dad. Yeah. object that science worked. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and name this movie. And I was surprised. I was like, oh, I like this movie. And then I watched it. I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking stupid. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. And Becca's just so bad. And let me tell you, like, I decided it was, I was one of those, like, I was going to like this movie and I was going to have a hard time picking out who the my least favorite character was. And as soon as Beck went with that line, like, is there anything you're not good at? She's like, not yet. It's like, least favorite character. Thank you so much. Because <laughs> no one should say shit like that. That makes you a dick. But you know who says shit like that? I do. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same thing. Isn't that kind of you? That <laughs> I, excuse me. I am not good at a whole lot of things. John really dislikes characters that are very much like him. <laughs> I am not like Beck. So I didn't like the movie. All Next. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's go with Tony. We'll save Carly for last. Um, what was this movie? Oh, The Core. <laughs> favorite character, Braz. Least favorite character, Rat. Favorite line was... Uh, You're Peter looking for one, too, Iverson. Huh? <laughs> well, no, I just didn't want to write all this down. Iverson says, people, Dr. Zimsky's and Keys, you guys are resident geophysicists, so what do you make of this? Zimsky says, the mantle is a chemical hodgepodge of a variety of <laughs> elements. Braz says, say it with me. I don't know. <laughs> it was awesome. That's a good line. Braz is awesome. Uh, let's see. Favorite scene was when Zimsky's, Zim, Zimsky is in his little pod, and he's sitting there doing his recorder to himself, and he's like, what the fuck am I doing? Because <laughs> he realizes he's dead, and he's not getting out of that. Uh, favorite tertiary object is the melted fruit in the uh, beginning. Mm -hmm. ah, the peach. The peach. Um, okay. I may obey it. Okay. The reason is I like the characters. The the science is, you know, yeah, whatever. Bananas. 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 <laughs> but, but I like all the characters, and I think you, you could have really just put them in anything else. It could have been a tidal wave. It could have been any other bullshit apocalypse. It's just this was way more than the writers bit off, way more than they could chew with this shit. And they just want to do a reverse Armageddon. But I th I liked the characters, so I can't hate the movie. I know this is science is terrible in it, and they use it in colleges for all that stuff. Use it in college for what cannot happen. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I may be it because I right. like the character. I like the characters and their dynamics. All I like right. Braz. Carly, oh, right? My That's favorite character is also Braz. There you go. That dude rocks. Three for Braz. Braz is awesome. My yeah. least favorite character is General Penis. <laughs> <laughs> That dude's a jerk. Even when he says to Beck, don't make me make this call. Like He always on. plays that character. He's come always on, that asshole. dude. My favorite scene is the same as John Zimsky's freak out. My favorite line, though, is after Bryce punches him and he says, it's not a stupid ship. That's a good line. <laughs> I didn't pick that because it was part of the scene. Yeah. 
My favorite tertiary object was the tool that Braz brought with him onto the thing that immediately melted. Your favorite temporary object? It took me right out. I was like, wouldn't they have known that was going to melt? I feel like they would have known that was going to melt. It's made of aluminum. (laughs) Aluminum melts at, I don't know, a couple hundred degrees. Bring it to 5,000. See what happens. I will say I would have preferred if, like, just like when they went in and they lost comms for a minute and then they got him back, if when they came out they got comms just for long enough for them to be like, okay, they're alive and they're in this area. And then maybe the whale thing would have helped, but for them to have no comps and the whales, I was like, oh my God, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> like for me, that was a little too much. And maybe the movie would have been 10 minutes shorter if we didn't have to wait for them to find the whale thing out. Well, <laughs> exactly. You shave off 10 minutes right there. I didn't need, like I was fine with the whales singing at them in the beginning, but I didn't need the whales to be how they found them in the end. I really didn't. Yeah. And I thought it was like so over the top. <laughs> But overall, I liked this movie. It was enjoyable to watch. I kept waiting for the two of them to have sex because that always happens. No, I like and when it they, didn't. Uh, no, I and like I when they make characters that. and they don't bone. It's like, <laughs> hey, they don't always Tony bone. Tony was like, and now they're going to bone. I was like, I've been waiting for that the whole fucking movie. <laughs> and they didn't, and I liked them. that. <laughs> they don't bone. And you don't even get the impression that they're really ever going to see no. each other no, again. No, they're not going to bone. And I appreciated that. I, I know that the science is bananas, but overall, I feel like Elaine likes to pick a good family movie. Despite some language and the fact that people do die, there's not gratuitous sex or murder or craziness going on in this movie. You could watch this with your kids if they were old enough for the language. Yeah, a lot of the death is implied. They don't show it. Yeah, they don't show it. It's not gross. It it's been, not. It, it's uh, fun. It could have been bad. Like... Iverson gently flows into you the see river. The one piece of blood. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like Carly really... thought that Iverson lived until she realized oh, that they were. I knew he died. Like, I knew he died. Can protect him. I accepted all the deaths in this movie. He's been off since Off since Sapir came out of the lava. was like, no, he's fine. We're gonna... I will give it a, a low yay. A low yay. A low yay. A low yay is better than a high may bay. All right, Elaine, bring us home. My favorite oh, yeah. character is Zimsky. Nice. Okay. I like the Tooch. He plays this... I like this character that he played a lot, and I think a lot of the comedy in this movie is directly related to this Did character. Did you see Transformers 3? <laughs> it's the same exact character he plays that <laughs> oh, really? Well, yeah. I don't have all the problems with Transformers that you do. I well, have no. different problems. Actually, but... actually, I don't hate Transformers 3. Did it's you... got some problems. Which but... is the one where they were the Knights of Camelot? No, no. That's, no. that's like four or five. This, that's the one with McDreamy in it. No, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah, McDreamy is in that. In yeah. the third mm-hmm. one. Yeah. But he, with, play, he, he plays the With the new character. girlfriend. Um, so that's my favorite character. My least favorite character is Beck. I just don't think... I think a loser, baby. I wish somebody <laughs> yeah. else had played this character because I just think she didn't know how to act this role. Which because she can't act and she's terrible. Wow. Um, I think... I think not to keep interrupting you. Yeah, go ahead. I think, I think she's a good actress, but I don't think there was a lot... I don't think there was a lot for her to act. You know, you needed a, a better actress or a better actor because it was a lot, a lot of her shit in this movie was really subtle and she didn't have, you know, she wasn't crying and screaming and punching. Yeah, she you know, wasn't. She was it wasn't about subtle. a more, uh, what was that boy movie where she played a dude? Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. But anyways, so um, my favorite line is after the peach gets lit on fire, feel free to throw up. I did. 
I just really like that one. My favorite scene is when Zimsky freaks out on the sh- on the ship and Braz has to punch him. Wow. Three, it's a good scene. Three shots for that. I really <laughs> actually had a hard time picking my favorite scene because I don't, like, love any scene. I like this whole movie yeah. as a whole. So a lot of them are kind of... You know, like a seventeen-way tie for <laughs> this was just scenes I enjoy. But All right. So this, I mean, he gets punched in the face, so it's good. My favorite tertiary ho- um, object is the hot pocket. And <laughs> I don't want hot pockets now. Elaine is going to yay this movie. Uh, I hope so. The science in this is ridiculous, but in most, in a good disaster movie, the science is ridiculous. Oh yeah. And this is different. Mm-hmm. It's not an act of. God or Mother Nature or whatever you want to call it or random uh, weather phenomena or asteroid. This is something we fucked up. We fucked up and then we have to fix it. Oh, I didn't do it. And (laughs) it's just kind of I like that take that it was man that ruined things and not you know the planet trying to kill off the virus that is humans. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was interesting, even though the science doesn't. The science makes just enough sense if you don't think about it. <laughs> if you don't, uh, or if you don't know it. If you yeah, if you don't, if you don't know anything about it, it sounds plausible enough. You know it's not true, but it's plausible enough to move the plot along. Okay. And uh, this is really good, and I hope everybody watches it all the time because it's good, and I am happy to watch it over and over. Okay. And there we go. The core. Yay! The core. Carly. All right. So please find us at facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast on Instagram at unmovie podcast dogs and on Twitter at unmovie podcast. Please subscribe, rate, review, email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, keep those reviews coming. we got a couple new ones. Oh, uh, do we? Awesome. And next week on the podcast. It's John's pick. Now here's a movie. That you cannot watch with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. It is Shoot 'em Up. I think it came out in 07. Mm. Doesn't matter when it came out. It's uh, Shoot 'em Up starring the great Clive Owen. Ooh, returning to the podcast. And uh, yes, welcome back to the podcast. And the baby. All right. And Monica Bellucci. Yeah. Welcome back, back, from, back to the co- back podcast. From Dr- Dracula. Yep. Yeah, she had a minor role in it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think that's it. <laughs> Until next time. Is there anything else you're supposed to say? I don't think there's anything else you're supposed no, to say. No, that's it. <laughs> Hi, Ben. Hi, Nikki. So, Lidl. You don't like it, huh? Little, whatever you call it. Lidl. Little? No. It's Lidl. Lidl. It's a trash store. Although, I'm not sure if it's the Lidl or the Aldi that's right around the corner from our house that he went it's to. I get Lidl. those two confused. I've never been in either one of them. It's Lidl. I've been in Aldi's one of Aldi's the, the supposedly better one. It's the same fucking store. Okay, so this is supposed to be a song, but it's... Let me, let me fast forward. You've got the touch. This is the 30 Seconds to Mars song, which I picked because it's sung by Jared Leto, one of my favorite Jokers of all time. Definitely top five Jokers. How many Jokers have there been? Five. I don't know, more than five if you count the cartoons. I've counted the cartoons, yeah. If you count the cartoons, then you got Mark Hamill. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I definitely count the Mark Hamill Joker. My favorite is Jack Nicholson. Yeah. My favorite is Jack Nicholson, too. I like it old Even school. though Red is like, no, it's Heath Ledger, you're wrong. So, no, I prefer Jack Nicholson. Fuck off, it's my opinion. In a Facebook group, they were doing one of those sight and sound polls, and they wanted everybody to pick their top ten movies, which... Oh, you told us about I did. This. <laughs> but one of my movies was 1989's Batman. <laughs> yeah, that, that was wild, watching, reading everybody's <laughs> top tens. Craziness. All right, then. So, Jared Leto wasn't in this movie, but great. I like him, though. <laughs>